2: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings. It's the week off between the championship game and the Super Bowl. We still got a ton of news. We'll recap the week. A very rigged week. In the NFL, according to the internet. Plus, uh, Tim watched the entire live presser. We got a cuss corner, cuss dream home as he has been designing it. I don't know if it's better or worse than Malibu Stacy's, but we'll see. <laughs> but hey, we want to continue to provide this content. Maybe this might work as a nice little test bubble for the off season of what we might be able to do together to keep all of you around, because I know that people love hearing the three of us yell at each other, I suppose. So if you do enjoy that, please leave a rating and review on apple podcast or spotify smash a like to the channel and sub to mayo media network on youtube and for the super bowl plus xfl and usfl that are coming up run the sims.com is where you want to be i believe that we've made it free for the super bowl so if you want to run projections you want to run lineups want to run props go to run right now create a free account just all you need is your email address which i will then steal uh either way you get full access to all the tools that are up there so it's a pretty decent trade-off in that regard uh for xfl and usfl there will be a premium however i do recommend that you get it and use it because We absolutely smashed USFL. It's the most profitable thing I've ever done in both DraftKings sports betting, doesn't matter what it was. Uh, The projections were so good because no one was doing them. And hopefully it's that way this time around as well. And if you're looking for more listeners leagues to play in, the golf one is available. So you can hit the description go fill that up right now for Pebble Beach. Jeff, obviously you and I have already done a show for that. I'm not going to lie to you. There's a reason that I'm doing this show from my house today. It's because... I threw up about seven times last night and we were doing the show yesterday. That's when it was hitting me for the first time in case I seemed a little bit off.
3: Yeah, uh, that sounds like it sucks. Uh, And I know what it's about because I kids uh, pretty much pulling all night or sick the other night. And I'm bound to catch that within the next 36 hours. And just before we do this. Uh, the one that wasn't home from school gets like coughed in right in her face by my sick kid who has been home. So it just, yeah, it's going to take effect. And we've been getting a snow dump. Wish I did have a heated driveway around here these days. Uh, looking forward to all of it.
2: Yeah, hey, you can get yourself a heated driveway. He's got to pony up the cash, pal. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, hey, what? You don't want a shovel? Why not spend uh, 70 grand to get it all figured out?
3: No, and we have a great, like, plow guy, but I I, sometimes, I don't know, it's just sometimes I get out there anyway, because there's steps. You know, I yeah. want to clear the steps.
2: I mean, you're a hard-working guy. I can see this. Although you nope. must have a lot of trauma from clearing the snow, right? Because that's how you blew your knee out last year in the ice?
3: No, that wasn't even clearing the snow. That was just me running back into the house for something. Okay. Oh, that was... That was the, the day before the Super Bowl. That was the day before the Super Bowl. And I'll tell you, this cold weather really tightens up, Pat. But that was the day before the Super Bowl. I blew out money. And my wife talks about that often. And hopefully it doesn't happen again. And I've been really good at salting a lot of areas this year.
2: See, sometimes, sometimes it takes a blown out kneecap in order to learn when to sell. Paul is putting this all together from a remote location. The coin is taking the week off because there's nothing to pick this week. I guess we do. We are going to talk about the awards as well. But let's bring him in right now. Live connoisseur, Tim, Tim and August.
0: Tim August.
4: That's not my name.
2: But you love to live.
4: I have read everything I could possibly get my hands on (laughs) about the press conference this week, because I could never find a video, but I read everything imaginable. And it was just, anyway, very, very disconcerting.
2: Okay, well, we'll touch on that in a bit. I want to talk about the games from the weekend. I think that's where we need to start. Jeff, did you know that the NFL is rigged, but only against people who bet on the Cincinnati Bengals?
3: No, the NFL just has really shitty officiating. And that's, I guess, kind of been consistent. And it blew over into the game on Sunday. I've never felt the league was rigged. There's like this real big cry from the Bengals, but they forget that. How could a league that rigs its game allow them to have gotten into the big game last year? If the NFL was rigged, the Bengals would never even be allowed in the final four.
2: And I thought that the league was rigging everything, Tim, for the Bills. So I don't know how this worked out.
4: Yeah, ever, uh, it, that kind of stuff is is tiring. I think that it comes down to, as Jeff has said before, people like his dad have been hired as the referees
3: there were like for three, the NFL.
1: Sorry.
4: Go ahead.
3: There were like three of them out there on <laughs> Sunday in that late game. No offense to these men. I'm sure they're great men and, and they live a life of honor, I assume. But there were at least three little shrunken old dudes <laughs> out there working the sidelines. It was an embarrassing scene. It's an embarrassing scene. And I don't
4: know what the solution is. But the do-over was an embarrassment. Uh, and you know, you can say it didn't affect the game, it totally affected the game. That was terrible. Uh, the the ticky-tack calls that were being made in the San Francisco. Philadelphia game, when that game was close, just brutal calls being made over and over and over again against San Francisco. Uh, the officiating, which was really good, I thought, for the most part in the wild card round and, and for the most part in the divisional round, was just horrific in the championship games. They were bad, bad, bad. And so I don't know what the answer is. I don't think it was rigged. I think the Bengals were the victims of some incompetence. Do I think that was the reason they lost? No, I don't. Do I think it's our reason they lost? Didn't help. You know, you had a quarterback who could barely run, and you should have beaten, and you let him off the hook. Like, you have to blame yourself in a lot of ways. You know, you you let a, an inferior team that Sunday beat you. The Bengals should look to themselves for first and foremost. For the consequences of their action but yeah the officiating was was brutal and anyone who sloughs it off as oh it doesn't really matter you know the officiating was not you know that that's not not true to form either you didn't actually watch the game if you thought those were well officiated games um i feel sorry for you i i don't think that anyone has come out and said that it was a well officiated game if you don't but... think it mattered it's foolish it totally mattered there is no argument to be made i can see to say that it didn't matter of course it mattered
2: well, the the big thing that I uh, just dwell on was the last penalty, the one that got them into much oh, well, closer field goal range. Like that. Cle- that, that, that clearly was a penalty. Yeah, and even though Mahomes that. embellished this, it, like he was there, playing soccer. I don't. know if you can say. Hold on. I don't know if you can say that it was he embellished a it or yeah, not. I mean, this is a guy that we watched the entire game, who was mm-hmm. just limping everywhere, could barely go. Like he used essentially everything that he had to get up to as close to full speed as he could. Like, do you think this guy's going to be able to stop on a dime with a gimpy ankle?
4: No, but at the same time, like, he certainly... It it looked like the universe. It looked like Duke University basketball a little bit. Yeah, he knew how to hit the deck. Uh, Even though it is a foul, he certainly sold it for all it was worth. And that's fine, by the way. If you're playing
2: in a game where every ticky tack penalty is being called, and your idea is hit the quarterback, the most famous guy
3: in the game with the ball while he's already out of bounds, it's being called. It's not smart. And he's due. He'll do it the same way Brady did it, and he's going to get the calls, and he's 100% a penalty. Bengals fans, you know, when I, geez, when I say that the refs were horrible, but I don't think it cost the Bengals the game, I think the Bengals can only blame themselves. I believe that the refs were horrible, but you know, the Bengals had the ball, the Bengals had their chances. The Bengals didn't really execute, but then the Bengal fans yell at me on the internet, even though I lost some money on them too, you know, those on that Mahomes hit out of bounds play. They'll show me a blatant hold, which like, on the screen, when you freeze frame it, that does look like a hold to me. They'll show me this blatant, how do you miss it, hold in front of the ref on the kick return that sets up that drive. So I guess like when you freeze frame it, I can't argue with it. it feels like there's a penalty on every play in the league if refs really wanted to to call them. Um, but I, I stand by that the, the refs are horrible. I don't think the Bengals lost because of the refs.
2: The Bengals had their chance to go and win the game, and they didn't do it. They the ref didn't
4: make the Bengals punt the ball up the middle. The Bengals should have done a better... That punt was well, as important, well, if not... More. In fact, I would say that punt was actually more important hey, than the well, offside penalty. Gave it gave up more yardage.
3: Watching it happen, and I consider myself... I'm an annoying person to watch probably games with because I'm like hyper-focused on the clock from maybe like <laughs> halfway through the first quarter. Like I, I am hyper-focused. The Bengals... After they got, I think it was their first, when they used their first timeout, they should have used the timeout, but they should have burned another like seven to 10 seconds before they called the timeout. If that makes any sense, because in case you can't keep it moving again, um, you you want those, you still have enough time to execute what you want, but you really want to take every second off that you possibly can. And we saw it with the bills last year, and then the pun itself was horrible, obviously. But I thought it was all managed, uh, poorly managed for them at this down the stretch.
4: Yeah, I think the just... Chiefs had a came out with their B minus game. And they should have lost. And the Bengals let them off the hook in a lot of ways. I think we just saw sort of the proliferation
2: of what sports betting and peak football watching has, because I mean I think it's 34, 35 states, whatever it is now that sports betting is legalized in. There was a good chance, Jeff, that a lot of people who either be Bengals fans or just casual viewers of the NFL, you said 50 million people tune in. There's a lot of just, this is the first game that people have watched all year. Like you have your regulars. That comprise like half the audience every single week. Then you have these other Jamokes who come out and they put their hundred bucks down on the bangles or five bucks down on the bangles, whatever it is. And then they're just in absolute shambles. Because as you pointed out, you know, they weren't watching the the week 12 Jags Titans game with 75 terrible penalties. They don't know. This this shit happens in every every week, every game.
3: Uh, the, the Lions didn't make the playoffs because of this stupid shit. We we spoke about it yesterday, I think off the air, just mucking it about Pat. The the nonsense in that lion in that Seahawks Rams game that ended the season, which controlled the Lions' postseason fate. Uh, you know, as Paul and I were talking, guys, most people just even watch the league via red zone. They're so just seeing cool red zone touchdowns or big plays. Um, it didn't help that I saw, you know, a DraftKings tweet saying. I think they, well, good for them. They had, I think, a 78% handle on the Bengals. Um, Not to play into the rigged thing. I just mean, there were a lot of people that were really angry on Sunday night. I was frustrated. I was tweeting about the redo. Like, I couldn't believe we saw it. But again, in the end, after getting some, some fresh air, it was like, yeah, I think the Bengals lost it for themselves. Although I witnessed horrible officials. And the first game... Might have been the worst game on the entire. How many games are played in the full season? Like the full go
4: seventy two. I mean, I still think that might have watched... been the
3: worst. That might have ranked one seventy mm-hmm. two,
4: two seventy two. Mm-hmm.
3: That might have. I don't know.
4: Two- the, the The Jets were involved in a couple of games this year, which could easily have the argument for the worst game you've ever seen.
2: Well, in, in terms of like watching or officiating, because the Jets basically play every the Watch Jets it. entire ethos and how they win games, it has to be the worst game ever.
4: Well, like the Jaguars game might have been the uh, that Thursday night game might have been one of the ugliest football games you've ever seen, not just this season. Uh, although the San Francisco game is out there because they just Shanahan panicked and then had no plan and they gave up on the game and uh, it was unwatchable after about three minutes into the third quarter. It's, it's I mean, tough. What do you, you ex- panic? Like, what, what, what do you panic? He expect panicked. He, he, what, well, when what, I say panic, he froze. Like it, you do it, everything it by
3: not challenging the call. The well, player. that too. What do you mean? Well, not but just that, but like
4: when your quarterback can't throw it, you have to, you know, you don't, this is not week eight where you're like, well, we regroup and get back at it next week. Like you have absolutely right. zero to lose, put in the guy who was the high school quarterback and start chucking it down the field. You have nothing. Not even to McCaffrey,
3: Debo, Wildcat, anybody, anything. Like
4: just you have to, to keep having the, the uh, Brock out there taking snaps when he can't throw the ball. And again, it's just it's like he was a deer in the headlights. Like, what are you doing? But is what it easy for us to say
3: they should do Wildcat when they have like never
4: practiced these things? Like, it I do not you know, don't but know. It, who cares? Who cares? You have nothing to lose. Throw that ball down there. You're right. There's a very, 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 very slim chance it's going to work. But what they did was a no chance had no chance to work it's the championship game there's no tomorrow so like screw it throw throw, just just take chances what's the worst that's going to happen if you're going to lose if you don't do anything else i just i thought that was incredibly unfortunate that like it's a championship game and just they kind of gave up and just said like can we just you know like put the white flag up that's that's really rough if i were if i were fox i'd be livid (laughs) that my nfc championship game was basically a no contest
3: yeah, that's part of the bet. That's like the bet. I know, it's like making a bet. Like, like I, you don't and, expect and that to be the worst game Natasha. of the year. Yeah, but they the people are watching. Did I? T- I did I make it to the end of that game? No, I, and I'm a football obsessed freak. But at some point, I had to tap out, figuring, um, like, uh, I don't even know. But like, do you ever expect to like change the channel in the fourth quarter of an NFC title game? No, you don't either. But ads are prepaid for and. If you had like, I don't think anyone's not wanting to be part of that game next year. From a television, we have some breaking
2: broadcast. news here. We have breaking news. I, I, I just saw that pop up on my screen. We have two two, two pieces, pieces of breaking, breaking news. news. Let's let's finish off this discussion for a second. Okay. But I I don't see what you want Shanahan to do at that point. You can say put in McCaffrey or use check and bomb the ball down the field. But Jeff's right. Like if you haven't practiced these plays, what do you have to lose? You have to lose all of the safety of the players out there. Like. I understand where so you're coming from. So you should just screw this, off but and Also, di- don't so want to put you McCaffrey just... back there in a circumstance where he's just going to get pummeled or blow out his knee or something.
4: So you should just screw off and die then and give up on your entire. Well, team.
2: I, I don't think you're looking at that. Like, what, what would you say? Like, okay, so we go in. We have Brock Purdy. He can't throw the ball. We can try to figure out ways to get Debo the ball. And they, I mean, they have one of the most sophisticated run games. We saw them try to do that, but eventually, that's just not going to work. But it, it's very easy to say, Ooh. oh, this guy knows how to throw a ball. Let's it's put not him easy. in a quarterback. It's because not easy to say. It doesn't happen.
4: It's incredibly simple, but it's incredibly hard at the same time. I get no, that. It's,
2: it, and there's nothing simple about it. No, no. It's extremely
4: simple, this. but it's also incredibly difficult. But like, it's, it's like they're playing 11
3: play. on nine. They're essentially playing. The, the Eagles are playing defense with 11 guys versus nine guys once the it's, 49ers. Are-
4: <laughs> it's still better than giving up in the championship game. I'm sorry. I just no, I I'm saying that
3: makes it impossible for those like just the, yeah, even runs, the sophisticated to the so yeah. work. It's all over. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. It had no <laughs> it,
4: it can never work when you know you don't even have to worry about anyone being, yeah, anyway. It just that left a bad taste in my mouth. I would have like, you know, bu- bu- uh, you know uh you know, man the torpedoes whatever happens, yeah. happens sort of hard you know? hurt,
1: like
3: that sucks. That sucks for the 49ers. And if, sucks I were Paul a 49ers then, fan
4: to watch your season just end like that. Oh, like, oh, like I, I tweeted out who had a more devastating uh, loss, the Niners or the Bengals. and I mean, the more I thought about it, I actually think it was more devastating for San Francisco. Now, I, I, I think like, if your you, season's if just... you
2: pulled 49ers fans and Bengals fans right now. Bengals fans will tell you that they would have preferred to lose in the way that the 49ers did. And I think the reverse would be true as well. The, the, like the 49ers fans, once they gave up, once Josh Johnson turned the ball over and they went down 21 to 7 at half, it was over. Yes. It was very clear.
4: But just for your team basically to not be able to compete at all and for everything to blow up like that in a way we've kind of never seen before in a playoff game, like that might actually be the most frustrating, agonizing way that a season can can end. Like, worse than, I mean, teams lose on awful last-second calls and plays all the time. Well, yeah, you don't what even... What happened have to San Francisco? You never see what happened to San yeah, Francisco, I mean, ever, ever. It,
3: As like the poker guy would say, like, just give me a chip and a chair. Like the 49ers didn't even have a chip
4: in a chair no exactly <laughs> it, it was it was shot exactly
3: i don't know the breaking news i've kind of re- re- held off from looking at it because okay so surprised me.
4: there's so, the minor so breaking we- news and the big breaking news yeah okay so we have
2: we have two things we have one uh, it's being reported that Demico ryans is going to be the new head coach of the houston texans good for him and additionally the saints have agreed to trade Sean Payton to the Broncos in exchange for a first round pick. I didn't even know the Broncos had first round
4: picks. They have Bradley Chubb from the Dolphins. Oh, that's right. So the Dolphins pick for Bradley Chubb goes to New Orleans, I suppose. And now Jeff has to deal with Sean Payton in his division.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's good for the, they spent a lot of money. They circled back to that. Um quarterbacks hopefully gonna not have as big of an office as Sean Payton but that's uh (laughs) the way their defense played last year if they can score 16 points or something they'll be fine and probably make you know be able to think they can contend again I am like I'm curious to know what the the numbers are on this um I yeah good for everybody I, I think it's
2: actually I mean, I it, it's obviously it feels like the worst job of the jobs that were available, but with the way that Peyton ran his offense with, let's be real, like a the corpse of Drew Brees by the end of it. Like, isn't that kind of what we're seeing from Russell Wilson now? Like if Russell Wilson's not going to be the mobile Russell Wilson who just buys a whole bunch of time, and now you're stuck with this like 33-year-old Russell Wilson who still has a good arm, a better arm than Drew Brees does, but similar stature, a bit more mobility than Brees has. Not as good as Brees was in his prime, but where they're at at this point of the career, you know, if he was able to cobble like together efficient offenses with that version of Brees, I don't see why he can't do it with this version of Russell Wilson.
4: Me either. I'm, I'm still kind of shocked that he'd want this job, but you know, okay, fair enough. I think that's he wanted to be on the, the, the way- first round pick to me doesn't bother, doesn't bother me as much. One first round pick, because like, you know, whatever, if we're a good coach, it's probably worth it. If it, if he is indeed bringing, you know, all his talents there and he's 100% committed, you know, more likely than not, that'll bring more value to the team than the first rounder, but. Uh, it's gonna cost a ton, but Walmart doesn't care and they can pay any amount of money that they want. so yeah, I mean it's, it's it's intriguing. I don't know that it makes me love Denver any more than I already did or didn't going into next year. I still think that team has some real flaws and it starts at quarterback and if Wilson d- doesn't get a lot better, like they're kind of hopeless uh, in a division which is only gonna get stronger or better, one would imagine Raider's gonna be much better next season, one would imagine. Uh, the Chargers are still incredibly talented, and the Chiefs, of course, have the Chiefs. So, to, I would, for Sean Payton to walk into that, yeah, it's that's uh, tough. Tough to imagine why you'd want to walk into that.
3: Oh, uh, sure we're enough. gonna you're gonna see the number reported. It's not gonna be any re- confusion as to. Oh, why I mean, sure, but it. I
4: mean, I think he probably could have gotten essentially that check next season from six other teams, right? So why, well, check, why why pick this snake pit of a division if you don't have to?
2: I don't know. I, well, I, two, two, two things. One, like, I think Carolina would have been the most attractive job, but there is the chance that the Saints just said no. Yeah. If I were the Saints, I would
4: never, ever trade him within division.
2: No. So, I mean, you have to cross out that team. Maybe they wanted to send him to the NFC, or AFC. But why do you think that the Raiders are necessarily going to be better than they were last year? They just cut their quarterback. Who made the Pro Bowl? <laughs> I,
4: right, I just think the Raiders are well coached on the offense. They have a lot of talent. They lost a lot of games in really close, weird ways uh you know they were a 7 and 10 team that probably should have been 10 and 7 this year so I kind of like their product I mean a lot of it's going to hinge of course on who they get at quarterback but I have every reason to think the Raiders are going to be better or good reason to believe the Raiders are better next year it's just an incredibly tough division and so to to choose that is your place to land I, I mean you know maybe he just it's not even the, the division
3: I don't think the division is the confusing part it's that the the quarterback, the lack of of picks. They're really just a, a bit of a hamstrung situation. Well, that's true, but, too. There's
4: no growth. Potential. But they you probably assured
3: with. him that like, I don't know, he, if he wants to be there a decade. He'll get to see this through and get to do it um, his way. One thing that Denver does have going for it, like, yes, it's very rich owners. But I think of all these jobs, unless you're going to throw one back at me that I've I've blanked on. Um, uh, like it's probably like it's a very strong organization with great tradition, um, you know, a great fan base. Like it's um, in that sense, it was probably the best job available, and they they may have even given more than his asking price. So good, good, I guess um for Sean Payton.
2: Well, for the offensive side of the ball, I mean, obviously that's where they really struggle. What was their? What'd you say their record was if they had just scored twenty points in every game when they've been like. 12 and five or something.
3: There's some stupid stat. I don't remember it, but it was like, holy crap. If they were just like bad, they'd have been fine.
2: Their entire offseason hinges on if they can find offensive linemen. That's really what it boils down to. Because I don't think their skill guys are all that bad. Like, having Judy and Sutton, it doesn't make you the most elite receiving game in the league, but those are two quality receivers. Tim Patrick will be back off the busted knee. You'll get Javante Williams back off the busted knee. So you're going to have all of your guys back. But to watch those Bronco games was, Russell Wilson tries to get through a three-step drop, he's already on his ass.
4: So figure oh, that that's part true. out, your offense but can like, look pretty good. If Russell Wilson's just done, though, it kind of doesn't matter.
2: I, I think that we saw... I don't, say, I don't want to say we even saw flashes, but when you guys would talk up like Sam Darnold and be like, well, there's those ceiling plays from Sam Darnold. He's got them in there. You saw stuff from Russell Wilson, especially down the stretch. You're like, oh yeah, he kind of looks like Russell Wilson again. And it was only when he wasn't
4: pressured. The moment he was pressured, he just crumbled. That's fine. Look, I'm I'm willing to defer my opinion on what this Broncos team could or couldn't look like, and Peyton should help them, but – I don't know I just look at their roster and their team. I go, hey, eh, you know, are they better than any of the other teams in the division. I'm not I'm not sure. What do you make of D'Amico Ryans to
2: the Texans? Because that actually seemed like the worst job. I, I totally disagree with. No,
4: you're the first pick in the draft. I, I thought Arizona is a much worse job. I would far rather have Houston.
3: Houston to me might be the best job. Uh, and that mm. might be crazy. But if D'Amico Ryans has a decent relationship with the owner from when he was a player there and the owner wasn't the owner; he was just the son of the owner, and you know he 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 doesn't mind this guy. Then that that's that's fine. I I don't know. I think a lot of Houston's. I think Houston. Listen, this seems like there could be some idiots there, but they trusted Bill O'Brien. He made horrible trades, and then they got caught in the situation the last two years where their star quarterback demanded a trade less than a year after he chose to sign an extension. And then we all found out what he was up to. I don't think it's nearly as bad as people make it out to be there. And, um, you know, Tim will tell me if I'm using this one wrong, but it feels like the ultimate tabula rasa, like a true blank late draft picks mm-hmm. um, cap space. Just uh, choose your own total adventure there. And I, I like Amico Ryan's. It sounds like he turned down the Bronco job or even a chance to look into that. So he had a one track mind here. Uh I, I like this one a lot and I don't hate on the Houston situation at all.
4: Yeah, it's, cre- it's a creative job in a, in a division, which is, I wouldn't say on the upswing in any way, shape or form, you're going to have the second pick in the draft. So presumably you'll have just about your pick of whichever quarterback you'd like. If you like a quarterback, Um, if you don't, you can trade that pick for a bunch of picks and draft somebody else later and sign a veteran. You get to build your own staff with low expectations and a lot of money. The defense has pieces there, and we saw it on occasion. Lovey did get a lot out of that defense at times in games that they had no business being in. He kept them close, and they played decently. So, I mean, yeah, the the Texans are a bad, bad team. But if you're young and you're energetic and you have vision, I think the Texans' job is a very interesting job and uh, one I think D'Amico Ryans can probably succeed in. We'll see. It's a six-year deal. Whoa. Well, yeah. yeah. So I mean, but whatever. Like Cliff Kingsbury signed a six-year extension like an hour ago, and they fired yeah. him. So what does it matter?
3: And I saw the league office. You know, listen. I guess the, all the teams end up paying the bills that run the league office. I don't recall the exact numbers, but they did this very in-depth study, and they sent a, like a report back to the league, letting them know like you, the amount of money you guys. Waste on buyouts and all these things, <laughs> firing those coaches, it is alarming. You should do more due diligence. I think we've seen this year it's been a slower process. Um, I don't really know what that has to do with it because when of the slowest I
4: ever remember, the slowest by far I ever remember. And maybe
3: this something this, or I know maybe they also put in parameters to maybe force it slower so maybe the owners can have more time for these decisions to marinate because it was almost a bite back from the league. like. You guys complain to us like you're not made like profits could be low or they're not what you want. Like, look how much money you just hand away in paying off these coaches like hand over fist. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's just maybe part of it. I like this. Like Tim, I'm very kind of bullish on Houston. I would buy if Houston Texans were a stock in the NFL landscape, I would buy some.
4: Yeah, I agree with Jeff. Like, I don't expect big things from them next season, but you get a five- or six-year window and you have lots of draft picks and then a soft division. I, I don't hate it at all. I, I think it could be very it's – it's an interesting and fun job. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind it myself. Jeff, yeah, you, you wouldn't mind having the Houston Texans head no, coach? No, like if I, if I were someone who was eligible to be an NFL head coach and I had my pick of the teams available, I think I probably would first go Carolina, but secondly would be Houston. It's just, it just, there seems to be,
2: and you you mentioned it, that uh, maybe Ryan's is buddies with the guy that owns the team now who used to be the owner's son. Just feels like since he took over, there's just a lot of rot in that organization. Remember when they hired that reverend?
4: Is he still there? No, the no. pastor was gone. But the GM, I mean, he fired coaches with one and dones back-to-back years. Like, I don't know that he knows what he's doing either. But, yeah, there's a lot of, that's why you get yourself a six-year deal. I'm coming into this situation because you promised to pay me if you fire me tomorrow for six years. Uh, you know, that's sort of a, a security blanket that I have. To Jeff's point, instead of treating it like a stock, treat it like a bet.
2: So bet on D'Amico Ryan's. And if he's no good, just tweet at the sports book and be like, no, I
4: need my money back. He's not really good. And depending on who's in charge that day, you may or may not get a complete refund.
3: And uh, I don't know. So what's left now is just Colts and and Cardinals, right?
4: My golfer signed an incorrect scorecard. I want my money back for first round leader. You might
3: actually be able to get that one.
4: Yeah, that that one, they might might take pity on you. (laughs) I wouldn't.
3: No, I don't. I'm just, uh, well, that one's a little different. But am I missing something or it's just Cardinals and Colts that are left?
4: Yeah, well, it seems like with the Colts, it's sort of like a jury where one man is voting innocent that's Ursa for Jeff Saturday, and everybody else is voting for somebody else, and they're just doing everything they can to break the one-man deadlock in the jury room. Like, come on, we can't have this guy. No, I want him. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Like, I, that seems like that. Whether Ursa will win or whether common sense will win is what's deciding things in Indianapolis. In Arizona, like who cares gets that job? That's such a disaster job. Oh my goodness.
3: Well, according to the betting board in Arizona, Flores remains the favorite at my you know what?
4: One. That's a good person for that job. I well, like that. I mean,
3: Kyler Murray would probably hate it. So, if you want to, too
4: bad, Kyler Murray needs that. It does feel like that team needs like a
2: taskmaster type
4: coach, right? Yes. And I, Flores has proven his success as a head coach and would be a good personality to have there. And like Kyler's not going to play most of next year. So like, so what
3: the offensive coordinator in Cincinnati, Brian Callahan, my buddy was showing me he was twenty five to one yesterday morning. Then it came out that he interviewed and he's five to one. And I think thir- I'm forgetting who's second on their uh on their tout board. But yeah, it seems like Brian Flores is the favorite
0: is the favorite in Arizona.
1: For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24 7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quitgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
4: Well, it certainly isn't Kellen Moore because he's got a job.
2: That is true. How do you feel? Because I went and looked at it. You know, the Cowboys. The past four years with Kellen Moore as offensive coordinator, top five in EPA per play every year, top five in points every single year. Like their offense really hasn't been that big of a problem.
3: Okay. So this was something that obviously put me back into a content (laughs) vortex. Um, And Pat, I will say that Kellen Moore is also really good in second half points and red zone. I think they were like number one in 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 touchdown in the red zone. Maybe not this past year. And in in second half points, they were top five, which were two things the Chargers really struggled in. Um, And I'll be honest, most of the content that I have taken in is trying to figure out what happened in Dallas there because this is a cowboy story. And they essentially announced that they were dumping him in the middle of Championship (laughs) Sunday. Like what a what a news dump. Um, And then the fact that a deal with the Chargers, there's an interview report that pretty much happens in the there's the report the Cowboys are moving on in the early game. Then there's a report the Chargers are interviewing him in the second quarter of the Chiefs game. And then by Monday morning, there is a a contract. And because the Cowboys, you know, it's a Cowboys obsessed league. So much of the content I've taken in is sort of you know, breaking it down from why they did it. And it does seem kind of confusing. It's an obvious upgrade for the Chargers. I mean, whether you think Kellen Moore is great or not great, it's an obvious upgrade from what Joe Lombardi um, certainly was, even in the ability to want to throw on first down in the, um, like, yards per, per attempt that we hate on Joe Lombardi for. Joe Lombardi, Pat, is... Do you remember how how Tim told us that he'll sit in front of his big screen TV but watch Netflix on his laptop because like, it's on his laptop? He doesn't know how to yes. put it on his TV. That's essentially Joe Lombardi with Justin Herbert. He's watching <laughs> the movie on his laptop in front of a 65-inch big screen like Tim does. So hopefully Kellen Moore can get us out of this. Um I'm curious on the backstory, though, because this came up easy. This is almost like something the Chargers and Kellen Moore's agent were working under the table. When we spoke a week ago, the Chargers list of interviews was just a bunch of Rams. It was five Rams offensive assistants and Joe Brady. I was like, this is weird. This seems like a lazy coach who just wants to be in his comfort zone of hiring cronies. Uh, So this seems good. I I can't be upset with this, um, how it affects the Chargers. It has to be a positive. I've taken in a lot of content just from the cowboy perspective of it as well, which is kind of confusing. But it seems like in Dallas they wanted blood and now they're going to have Mike McCarthy calling plays. So good luck to them. That seems like a big step backwards for Dallas, by the way. Dallas has bungled pretty much the last four major decisions On offense, uh, they bungled you could argue the DAC negotiations, they bungled the Zeke negotiations, they bungled the um trading of uh, or the letting go of Amari Cooper, and they've kind of bungled this offensive coordinator situation. I'm not saying Kellen Moore's no angel, but Mike McCarthy was an offensive guy and. Maybe he was forced to keep Kellen Moore and they both try to keep each other happy or appease each other instead of going full throat. In what they want to do for Kellen Moore. This obviously has to be appealing guys because he'll have full reign like Lombardi at full reign. Kellen Moore will have full reign. Stanley is the head coach. Who's the defensive coordinator. Who's too big of an got too big of an ego to to um, relinquish defensive play calling. I wish and and was- a good
4: job he's doing of it too.
3: Well, that's a whole other thing. So the offensive coordinator, yeah, obviously, Staley would be involved. But this is Kellen Moore. Uh, He's really like if he's got some tricks or whatever he's got, this is totally him to do whatever he wants. He doesn't have to run it by an offensive um, former offensive play calling head coach. Now, a lot of people say, look at these like clutch third downs in Dallas. It's just four guys running curls at the sticks. They call them uh, uh, Kellen curls. Apparently, I don't know whether that's that is McCarthy influenced or Dak influenced, but I don't know. This has to be an upgrade for the Chargers. But you the know,
4: McCarthy Kn- was the play caller when Rodgers won what will be his first Super Bowl. So, like, it's not the end of the world. No, I mean, but McCarthy the- but, but McCarthy was the final years
2: of Green Bay when he was still calling the plays. He was absolute dog shit. And
4: then what happens
3: when McCarthy leaves? Rogers goes back to being an MVP. So that's not a good look on McCarthy. That's fair.
2: Remember when McCarthy was like a super analytic sharp because apparently he bought a PFF membership and people were like, oh, he solved all of his problems. That just wasn't true. But didn't he
3: also lie to Jerry Jones in his introductory press conference about how much he admitted? I remember that. Yeah. No, I like about how much tape he actually grinded or something. Hey, we've all lied on resumes. They, they, there was it's a up. lot
2: of coordinator turnover. Jeff, would you rather have Kellen Moore as your OC or
3: Nate Hackett as your OC? Listen, there's a prize waiting
4: for the Jets here. And well, this is it. Oh, yeah. Well, Hackett there was a prize is, waiting is for the, Denver
2: the... last year, too, remember?
3: Yeah. Okay, fine. But, but okay, on the floor, but now Green Bay
4: the... is saying they want to trade him.
3: And on the surface. I don't hate it as much as everyone does because he's still wearing that dunce cap from Denver. Maybe if you're Nathaniel Hackett, like maybe his wife or his family, just take a year off, get full money, just go away for a year, out of sight, out of mind. He dropped right into this and and there's some criticism with it. But I'm not with that because we've seen guys be the biggest dunce head coaches and they're just great coordinators. Uh, That's what they're supposed to be. And I think Nathaniel Hackett could probably do that as well. Now, some people would argue with me how great of a coordinator he he is. But yeah, this is the Jets. Um, apparently him and Sal are comfortable with each other and the Jets are going for it. And if you don't think that he's going to be back with Green Bay, then Aaron Rodgers is probably going to be a New York Jet. And that should be really exciting.
4: Yeah, I mean him. it's not certain, but I would say if you were a betting person, the likeliest outcome at this point is that Rodgers is a jet. That doesn't no, mean it's what, gonna that, happen. Win total. Not, not not by DraftKings Sportsbook, by the way. They are the second favorite.
2: Plus one ten to the Jets for Aaron Rodgers. Hackers are still the favorite.
4: Yeah, okay. but the, and you the know Packers what? That's might fair. be
3: automatically eliminated, like in some scenarios. I mean, that's fair, but fair. the Packers
4: are putting out, you know. Comments through their sources that they wanted. They 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 would prefer to trade him. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I I've made a solemn promise here that if the, the day that the news hits the wire that Aaron Rodgers is in Gotham, I'm not going to lose my mind. I'm not going to come on here and project seventeen and zero. Uh, it'll help, but you know, I'm gonna I'm, gonna, I'm going to be even keeled. And if Nate Hackett gets us Aaron Rodgers, I won't I won't be upset. Rodgers is the top four or five, three quarterback in the league. So I won't be too upset if that's what it takes to bring in. And he likes likes Hackett and Hackett had success with other quarterbacks. So sure, let's go with it. Um, I, I hope it happens. It'd be fun. It makes the Jets a really fun story. They make them one of the teams to beat in the AFC if they get them. Everybody's healthy. So let's go for it. Let's let's have some fun here. Was Nate you- Hackett the OC for the Jags? Yeah. Yes. The board with, to the championship game.
2: Was he calling plays to it? I don't know if yes. he was or not. Yes. Yeah, I he believe, was.
4: I believe then he, that then yes, he, he was, then he was in charge when Rogers won an MVP. Like, I don't know. Hackett was not a very good coach as a head coach, but I don't need him to be that. I just need to be a decent play caller. And if, if Rogers is there, Rogers is like a de facto uh, co-offensive coordinator. And all he has to do is feed superstars like Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, the ball and the jets would be fine. And Rogers can mentor Zach Wilson who apparently he has a weirdly good relationship with because the Jets and Packers practice in the offseason a lot and in preseason. And they ha- and apparently, for whatever reason, Rodgers is taking a shine to Zach. And Zach is so young that he's no threat to you know have to immediately have the job but, that that Rodgers can actually mentor him a little bit, knowing that Zach is no danger to him taking the job and that Zach has lots of time and doesn't have to rush because it's not like anyone's beating down Zach Wilson's door to grab him if, uh, you know, if the Jets aren't starting them right away. So actually, it could end up having a double effect where the Jets are the best team of football with Rodgers, but also set them up for some possible success after Rodgers retires. This I got to ask great. you, where, where did you read this? Nowhere. I, I saw it, You saw it two years ago, and you saw it this year. Rodgers has made comments about Zach Wilson that are, like unusually glowing for Rogers who's usually pretty. He's right. Pat.
3: He's right. I've seen this stuff. Even Rogers. I think maybe we make comments on. Uh, yeah. On McAfee's show multiple times in the past. I
4: can't wait to, well, I don't want to have to wait, but I'm going to end up having to be a live, a, a, an avid listener of McAfee every week, just to see what he's saying about my team to see if I can get some inside info. If he goes to Gotham city, because that, that's wait. it.
3: I hope it happens. It'd be great for this show. Uh, just to let Aaron Rod you know Tim will get I mean, prime time games and we'll
4: max out we're in New York and we'll have Rodgers yeah. We'll max out and, and then I'm at the gonna Aaron tell you right Rogers... now I will pick the Jets to win the Super Bowl if they get Aaron Rodgers I will pick them I'm not gonna go crazy like I'm not gonna pick them to go 17 and 0 but I am going to pick them to win the Super Bowl if that'd they get be Aaron 21 Rodgers. and 0 yeah well I don't expect that to happen but am I gonna or pick 18 them? and 0 sorry but like, am I going to pick them to win the Super Bowl? Absolutely, I am going to do that. Just like you did with the Chargers this year, when you were crazy and excited. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, Dude, I'm my team is this.
3: in like the top eight names on a tout board. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet them. I'm what would the me. Jets?
4: What would the Jets Super Bowl odds be if Rodgers is traded to New York? They
3: were forty to one when DraftKings released odds. Mm-hmm. Pretty much,
4: so what twenty five to one? I would say probably lower than that. Even, do you mean shorter.
2: Yeah, like they're currently 25 to one.
4: The Jets are so that, so, so that may be a lot of Roger stuff baked in already, though.
2: I, I yeah, agree, that's, but that's obviously, like, but they also don't have Rogers and so maybe 20. To, all all so the value is sucked
4: to, out of these markets to begin with, so then they go but,
2: to 20. But if he's to plus 105 one. to go to the Jets, and he's 25 to one right now. If he <laughs> officially
3: does go to the Jets, I'm thinking 20 to one. Oh, my God. You got to be on such crack to make the Super Bowl bets now. And I've been there before. Like when the Chargers <laughs> lost to the Raiders last year, I had a Chargers. I had 500 bucks on the Chargers to win the Super Bowl 25 to one before last year's Super Bowl was played. I was so ready. I needed the crack. Now, for whatever reason, the offense offseason worked. Rogers, uh, the Chargers line dropped. Um, yes, doesn't matter oh. as a loser, but. They put those odds up, Pat. It's like guys that like want to bet the Masters or something. Like a year in advance, like it's there if you want it. If you're if you need that crack bad enough, we're selling it. Um, (laughs) No, I'm serious. Like the Super Super Bowl numbers and you're guessing that all that being said on the first glance, DraftKings first release of odds, because I have a screen grab of it. Someone tweeted it and I was interested because I shared it with friends. Uh, the Jets were forty. The Jets were forty out of the gate. That was before the Packers sort of let people know they want Rogers um, potentially to. To uh, the Packers have let people know they 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 don't want Aaron Rodgers hundred percent. Aaron Rodgers seems like this guy where it's like if you don't want me a hundred percent, I don't want to be here. So Pat, I'm certain that you can look at those odds and take the Packers off that list.
2: Well, the Packers are still 30 to one right now. And I think that people, people do a lot of their own personal projection onto what Aaron Rodgers is really like when it really seems like no one really knows what he's actually like. And Aaron Rodgers versus the New York media for two years would be amazing. His yeah. Big but he might like, like, there's a, there's a weird part of Rodgers who he might just be like Kyle's
3: dad from South park. He might be like a professional troll. May, yeah. He might like it and they might like him. Um, and he'll have his guys and he uses uh, McAfee and he gets his his side out there. So he's no fool. He is no, no fool. Even when he, you know, tells you what you could some people call
4: misinformation. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's very calculated, Favorite, eight favorite to win the Super Bowl already. So <laughs> it's not at all a ridiculous assumption to say that what the Rams did and what the Buccaneers did, the Jets are going to do. Tim, in fact, you, fact, you have AFC... you have more work cut out for you to make the, the case against that in some ways.
3: Did you watch an AFC playoff game this year and think if the Jets had Rodgers, we could win that game, that game, that game, that game, that game.
4: Uh, and, and healthy, not just Rodgers. The Jets actually have to be healthy. They have to have their, their, all their offensive line has going to be healthy. Breach Hall going to be there. Our team at full strength with Rodgers is as good as any of those teams as it stands. As good as.
3: Division will be fun. That'll be...
4: Oh yeah, well I can't wait. That'll be awesome. That. And I
3: saw—I I think ESPN was reporting that the Dolphins have kind of publicly said they're not going after Brady.
2: Um, Great, yeah, because because the the Dolphins are actually going after
4: Rodgers. I would love Jets, how, Dolphins, how upset night. would you be? You know, we're getting a month. You know, you're either really we're either getting Sunday night or Monday night in week one if Rogers goes to the Jets. How the upset is, are you, you going we... to be if Rogers is traded to the Dolphins? I won't be upset because I haven't got my heart set on. it. don't either, have the draft. The
3: Dolphins don't have the draft
4: picks. No, like I don't know why. He, I mean, he'd go there because he has Tyree kill and, uh, you know, waddles. Okay. And they, I mean, they have pieces. Obviously, that, that would make sense. I'm uh, you know,
3: I hate that. I'm going to be the one addressing this. So I wish like maybe I'll just leave it to Pat to give his comment on it because people think it's unfair for me to say something. I feel so bad for the Dolphins. I feel so bad for their fans. Um, They just feel like they're in such a bad, an unfair spot. Like you you have to make a decision on Tua. The team is really talented. If they actually hired Vic Fangio and made him the highest paid coordinator in the league, an owner that does that is not messing around. And can you trust that Tua will be durable to play 17 games, to be healthy at this time of the year? If not, what sort of backup quarterback do they have to bring in there like a plug your ears, but like an Andy Dalton type guy that if he's going to start more than a handful of games, you, you can hold water. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, like I know, the guy. No I, I know the guy. I know the guy you should sign as back your backup. And do this again. Like they I, I think to. Kenny
4: Bridgewater looked really good, and they should keep him. You no, know, he looked horrible. Oh, no, he was great. He should definitely be their backup. That's what I, I believe. Can, can I, want- I give you...
2: Can I give you the name that should be the Dolphins' backup if they're going to roll with Tua? Yeah. Jameis.
3: Love it.
4: Great. Yeah, oh, sorry.
2: Tua's two, two out. Here's our new offense.
4: Bombs away. Great. So Sauce picks off, what, four balls in that game? Great. Sure. That's fine. He might throw five touchdowns. So. I'm telling you, if we, if we get Rodgers, we are getting one of the first two primetime games. And I think, I think it's almost in a, a certainty it would be a Sunday or Monday nighter with Rogers in New York. The excitement level for that game. And that team would be at such a fever. Pit. What if you
3: got the first Thursday nighter?
4: Well, we can't because that's the championship game and we're not no, gonna the,
3: like first. Oh, you mean like Prime. the Amazon?
4: Yeah, ah, I could see it. But honestly, the only way that would happen is if they gave us America's game of the week on the Sunday. And I don't think, I, I just think jets dolphins or jets bills makes a lot of sense for the opening Monday or Sunday nighter. If they it's get Patriots, Rogers. Now the Patriots don't have the same like interest, right? They don't. They don't make the same kind of good game. Like I think you underestimate just what a story the Jets will be with Rogers. Intel. Why
3: do I underestimate? Because
4: it? you. I, mean, I don't say you personally, Jeff. I, I think people. I in think general everyone
3: knows exactly. Don't quite
4: like, as big as they think it's going to be. Multiply it by for six. Credit.
3: You're going to be looking. See, I told you, Gotham is is a preeminent AFC market. They're going to max us doing. out.
4: Max us out, put us on Thanksgiving. Everything. No, no, I don't want Thanksgiving. I want that Friday Black Friday game on Amazon. Give me that.
2: Give me that. That's game. the game that you want.
4: I bet you that'll have just as high a ratings as any other Thanksgiving. Wait, for, games. Do you
2: want Rogers? Really? Or you or think Lamar? the game on Amazon is going to have as much ratings
4: pull as no, games on network TV? Well, only because it would be shown in New York on real TV. And uh, are
2: you out on Lamar?
4: No, no. they got yeah, Lamar. Lamar's dead. No.
2: Lamar sucks now, according to Tim. It's all no, Rogers. but I
4: kind of think Lamar's off the table from the way the Ravens are talking. Like, things have done a complete 180 there. Look, I want Lamar. I'd be thrilled with Lamar. If we don't get Rodgers, I'm not going to cry about it. Like, okay, who's next? Like, as much as I think Rodgers would be great, uh, I'm not going to be. I'm, I refuse to be crazy here. I refuse okay. to. Okay. Well, well, hold on. What's
2: crazy and what's realistic? You just said if they got Rodgers, you were picking them to win the Super Bowl. So if yeah. they don't get
0: Rodgers, that's not crazy. It sounds like
4: you might be pretty disappointed. No, I mean, I look. I, it won't be. I won't be delighted about it, but I won't be crestfallen. I won't be crying. I won't be saying, "Oh, I never wanted him anyway." I uh, would we'll just move along like it, then It wasn't meant to be. I, I'm a big boy when it comes to these sorts of things that, that, I mean, your track record has most definitely proven that Jeff, I asked
2: Tim earlier about how the Ravens get better next year. It's they trade for Aaron Rodgers now, and he becomes their quarterback and the jets end up paying like Daniel Jones, five years, 200 million or something. If Daniel Jones. Isn't leaving the giants. I can't imagine he would leave the Giants. I'd be shocked at this point. I I weirdly think that the Giants would be better if they let Daniel Jones, like let him walk and sign Derek Carr in two years or something.
4: Eh, I don't know. But I, You think
2: Daniel Jones is better than Derek Carr?
4: I think they're pretty close to each other. I'm on Cam's side of things. I think he's close to top 10. I'm with Cam
2: cam admitted he was the 17th best quarterback in football yeah
4: but he keeps coming back to it because he's right like intuitively speaking like there's something about daniel jones that like makes me think yeah he's not that bad
3: and the brady 49er market is crashing it was five to one yesterday it's now like plus 225
4: well it's, it's like musical chairs there's so many so many seats for brady to sit in and like tampa and san francisco are really the only two that make any like real sense so vegas Yeah. okay, Vegas, too, for the connection with uh, McDaniels and some of the brand
3: makes too much sense. But San
4: Francisco being his hometown team, blah, 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 just makes a lot more sense to me than Oakland or uh, or staying in Tampa.
3: A lot of the Tampa decision, a lot of people say finalized was like location and being close to home. He's blown up the family. He can move (laughs) anywhere he wants so he can go be with his mom, who is um, been unwell, which is no secret ride it out there and be 17 years old again out in San Francisco. Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, uh, McCaffrey, all under contract. Bring a
4: championship to a team and a city what? that hasn't had a Super Bowl win since they scored 49 against the Chargers in 1994. That, listen, it's been harder for some of us
3: since. Uh, but you're not. you are not wrong. It feels like it makes perfect sense. I think Sunday crystallize that, that this is a team that's going to be in big games and they may as well just have a big game quarterback because they're certain to be playing in them next year. And what it means for Purdy, I don't know. Some people say Tommy John, what it means for Lance. Maybe just learn under the Brady tree. Maybe Sean Payton. Sorry, Kyle Shanahan's so cool. He can have some like Taysom Hill stuff for, for Trey Lance. My I don't My only know.
4: concern would be, would Shanahan be willing to basically... Be a backseat driver on this offense because you bring Brady in. Brady's going to have a lot of say on everything, and Brady is going to make a lot of. I mean, people who, who like to tout Shanahan as the most most creative and intelligent offensive play caller we've ever seen, like it's going to be Brady's offense, and they're going to have to do things. Brady said,
3: yes, "Let me do what Purdy did." I don't think Brady game.
4: Maybe Brady wants to do that sort of stuff, but I, I suspect he has an ego and he's going to want to no. install and do what he wants to do. And Shanahan's got to like adapt around him. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I just—he had I such disagree. animosity with uh, uh, with Arians in Tampa to the point that he forced him upstairs and out, off the team. Like, I don't know. I just wonder will he be able to deal with with Kyle Shanahan, who is you know like uh, you know McVay or others is like the coach is really the star of the team rather than the players in some way. So I don't know. Maybe. Honestly, you should just stay in Tampa. That's what I would do. He could win right, right away with them So what did you guys make of Frank Reich to Carolina? Makes sense. I don't think I don't blame him for what ha- went, went wrong in Indianapolis. It wasn't his fault that all his quarterbacks kept retiring on him. And and that he it's just not like he, it.
2: it's not like he was the GM. He wasn't the one trading for these
4: quarterbacks. No, like I actually think he's a good coach. I, I have no issue with that signing. I thought it was smart. It's not flashy. I thought they'd be flashier, but I think it's a perfectly solid, you know, shot he right did, down the, I think the middle. Was, I, I agree.
3: I don't hate the hiring. I, I don't think he's bad. Uh, I think he deserves a chance to be a, a two-time head coach. Uh, I will say, though, as for the quarterback selections, he probably, as even self-admitted, the Wentz thing was probably
4: heavily his. Sure, but that would have worked if Wentz didn't have a complete and utter meltdown in one game at the end of the year. If he just didn't throw six picks against the Jaguars, they make the playoffs with Wentz. So, like, it almost did work. Uh, You know, I I thought uh, Frank Wright got a bad rap, and you saw what happened after he left. That team somehow got worse. A team that Pat and I were over here pounding the table of being the worst team in football when they were 3-3, and so... Yeah, I, I have no problem with it. I still think he need a quarterback. I don't think that Darnold is the answer, but whatever. See, I still don't see that much
2: difference between Darnold and Daniel Jones. I really don't.
4: Oh yeah, no, like Darnold has never put together consecutive strings of games of good football the way Daniel Jones did this year.
2: This year, Daniel Jones. Year, put, yes
4: okay, take out Daniel Jones's two games against the
2: Vikings this year, and how good was he? The Vikings went 13 of four. Like, you have to count all the games. But every quarterback who played them lit up their D. Fucking Mike White lit them up.
4: Mike White's good. No, he's not. There's there's a reason
2: they're saying, you can't come back to our team.
4: Mike White's in the Hall of Fame.
2: Uh, If if that's the baseline of what you're looking for, then yes, he is fantastic. Maybe he, Daniel Jones, also a Hall of Famer, if we're going to call Mike White a legit Hall of Famer.
4: No, I just, I I think that, there's Daniel Jones is obviously succeeded in that offense and I wouldn't be willing to rip everything up for that. So
2: I like, I don't like what, what is different? Like, would you say that Brock Purdy is a good quarterback? Like a top 15 quarterback? No, no. But what's really dissimilar between what Dave did in New York and what Shanahan does in San Francisco. Yeah,
4: look at the, the, the statistics for this season for Daniel Jones. He put together a string of games this season that Darnold has never done. And Purdy only played like five games. So.
2: Like when you talk about this string of great games that he had, like I'm looking at it right now. Like
4: what is this string? Please, please enlighten me. Yeah, you look at his look at his statistics this season. His passing, it, all, all of his numbers are better than like Darnold did for a season.
2: Darrell's yeah, never a, put that together. He,
4: he passed for over 250 yards twice in a game this year. Great. So in a in a league which is ebbing away from passing in a lot of ways, that's fine. What? <laughs> like we're seeing less and less. We saw We've seen less passing the last couple of years than we have running. Uh, running has increased, and the passing has decreased. The last couple of years, the numbers show that.
3: But you say that like it's becoming a running league.
4: No, I didn't. I didn't say that. It's and not t- becoming a running league. It's just less pass happy than it used to be.
2: Twelve of seventeen games of two hundred yards or less for him. And what
4: are his numbers, though? What are his statistics? Are we just counting wins and losses? Is that what we're saying? No, no, but what is what's his passer rating? What is his passing percentage? What is touchdown interception ratio? Like, that's the uh, stuff that matters to me. All right. Well, I mean, passer rating really means a
2: ton to you, does it?
4: I think it's an important statistic. Well, why do is it like
2: when DVOA means a ton with you when it backs up what you think like he, had, is a like good, illegitimate if he it, had a good year? A year yeah, that I'm I, don't think that I don't think have Sam Darrell not has a good Darrell year. What I'm that. saying
4: is that he might not actually be good. I see no reason to believe that Sam Darnold. You asked me, is he? How is he better or different from Sam Darnold? I don't think Sam Darnold can put together. Why do you think Daniel Jones
3: is good but Tua isn't?
4: I'm not talking about Tua.
3: No, but I'm saying like going by the stats, like Tua was among league leaders in a lot. I
4: stopped criticizing Tua like three months ago. If you noticed, you mean when you stopped criticizing, praised him, and scrambled his brains? You know, the guy had what? No, I no, I didn't. Yeah, Daniel Jones threw five picks. That's Sam Darnold on a on a bad Thursday night. This hey, how many picks did Sam Darnold throw this year? He played what five games, six games? I don't know.
2: How many would? How many do you think that he threw?
4: Four, three, or four, or five? I don't know.
2: I don't know if he threw any. Tell you the truth.
3: Well, it's impossible.
2: See, you say that they, they, they reined him in. Maybe
3: Sam Darnold all this time was just a product of bad coaching. Are you just reading that in your Sam Darnold Reddit thread? No, He, or he
2: threw, let's see, he threw three, three picks. This year. Three picks, yeah. So he has approximately the same touchdown to interception ratio as Daniel Jones does. He played six games. Okay. Daniel Jones played 17. But we, so are these 17 games, like what, I guess my question is if you're the Giants and you're looking at this, Why are you going to give this guy big money when it feels like you could patch together this offense again with making maybe say Sam Darnold is 80% what Daniel Jones is when you could pay Sam Darnold 10 times less money to be a bridge quarterback? Because I don't does anyone think Daniel Jones is the long term answer
3: for the Giants? But then how do the Giants get their long term answer?
4: Yeah, it's like they don't you just can't pick a long-term answer out of the blue. You
3: say that, but I mean, they could trade
2: for Rodgers. I mean, Rodgers is probably too old for what they want to do, but if they continue to build this defense and then rebuild their offensive line, which is already markedly improved this year, that you just wait for, I mean, you say that everyone wants to play in Gotham. You, know, you got to go to New York. The Giants are a bigger franchise and more popular. <laughs>
4: Okay, so to, to, eh, to, to, they to have Pat a huge sport. cap space, just, just franchise him and move on. They, that's what they're probably going to you know, do. I, look, Giants, I,
2: I don't disagree that they're just going to franchise him and move on, but that doesn't solve your problem next year.
4: Sure, <laughs> like he plays that. this well again next year, then yeah, give him all the money. Then he's earned it. I mean, did he? The thing is, did he really play that well? No, he played okay. Good enough. enough. There's so not few to good make your quarterbacks that, incompetent. That's sometimes good enough.
2: It's really like in the NFC, maybe.
4: Well, but, but like to be that's a where they live.
2: Team? Like, well, I think we're completely glossing over the fact that the final, like, seven. I'm not games sure of the there season, are more that, the, like, the, the 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 are than like how many. The games you point to of Daniel Jones being good. The Giants were three, six,
4: and one in those games. I'm not sure I even know how many quarterbacks are that much better than Daniel Jones in the NFC. Like, like, there is there any? I mean, I guess is it, Cousins it, is better. Rogers, if we assume Rogers is leaving and Brady is leaving. Like, oof, I don't know. You got your work cut out for you there to pick quarterbacks that are clearly better than Daniel Jones in the NFC. Okay, so we
2: we, we can play this game. I'd rather have Dak. I would rather have... Eh, Are you fucking
4: kidding me? Hurts, Hurts definitely. You, you You would rather have Daniel Jones than Dak Prescott. I think if you put Daniel Jones on this year's Cowboys, they would have succeeded better. Jeff, what do you think? Dak had one good game against Tampa in the playoffs. That was a great game, but, you
3: know. No, I'll go with Dak over Daniel Jones. I'd
2: rather have Fields. I'd rather have – fuck, I'd rather have Goff. I think that's the perfect comparison. Like, Daniel Jones is sort of like Bush League Goff.
4: Okay, well, Goff got to a Super Bowl, so great. That's why Daniel Jones is
2: Bush League Goff.
4: Like you're not, None of these quarterbacks are like setting the world on fire. Daniel Jones is as yeah, good as and if, um, all if these None guys. of these
2: quarterbacks are setting the world on fire, and you think though well, it could be them
4: or it could be Daniel Jones. That means Daniel Jones isn't any fucking good. And, well, again, nobody, anyone who thinks he's not any good is is silly. No one, no one believes that. Uh, just franchise him and he plays really well again. He's earned his money. That dems the brakes. There's really no like other way committ- to do it.
2: You're committing to mediocrity if you're doing that.
4: I don't think they have any. I don't think they
2: have any other choice. Listen, I'm like I said, I'm good with the franchise, but this cannot be your term plan three years from now to have Daniel Jones as your quarterback. And maybe I'll listen, there could be huge egg on my face. Maybe he improves. He played better this year, he plays race.
4: better next year. Exactly. If we see an improvement on this season next season, then there's every reason to believe that you should.
2: I, Jeff, it just feels like this this Dayball offense as it was set up is no different than the 49ers offense, where it's just plug and play at quarterback and let the system do its work.
3: That's very possible, but Daniel Jones has a lot of traits that got him drafted that high and they started to show. So Giants are going to try to build on that. All
2: right. You've had very little to say
3: on this. It seems like you don't want to be wrong. I'll be I'll be very no, well. I to don't be wrong about this. I don't like love Daniel Jones, but I don't know that the Giants are in a position to do much about it. Although to Adam Schefter's comments this week, If you think you kind of need a quarterback and you don't look into Aaron Rodgers, it's probably, you know, some level of malpractice on on your end. Okay. Gripping insight. Awards. Daniel Jones.
2: (laughs) So you don't think that he's... Do you think he's a
3: top 10 quarterback? No. But I will say that after this year, I said I'd rather Dak than Daniel Jones. I'm not shocked if that's a completely one-sided Daniel Jones answer in a year from now like that. Wouldn't I, I would very me. much doubt that. See, see, I wouldn't bet on it, but I wouldn't be shocked if in a year from now, Daniel Jones is, is unequivocally proven to be better than Dak. Like, does that mean like Dak died or something? No, it means Daniel Jones makes more sta- builds on builds on last year. And, and, um, you know, chose his athleticism and they let him do more and they add more skill position receivers there and it looks good okay
2: speaking of the giants coach of the year we had we have the awards coming up this weekend uh obviously we have our big bet in jeff the two of us on day ball's coach of the year i think you got better odds i have it 16 to 1 what do you have 30 to 1 yeah i think he's
3: actually gonna win yeah, it was the week Tim bet uh, Dan Campbell at plus 185. I took Dable at 30. And you said that Dan Campbell shouldn't even be in the
2: running. And people got very upset with you. And he's not one of the five final nominations.
3: Okay. I thought about it, but I was more mature. Like I could have taken a Twitter victory lap at all these people yelling at me. Um, <laughs> when I said that Dan Campbell, great coach, great for football. The line should be excited. He's just not coach of the year. I don't care. He's not coach of the year. And they decide to nominate five guys. Dan Campbell wasn't even one of them. He should have been one of them. Probably.
2: It's funny because after watching everything that happened, like over the course of the playoffs, and obviously the playoffs doesn't factor into this, I do think that Dayball wins the idea of he did the most with the least. But I really think Sirianni should be the coach of the year. I really do. I don't know why that's even funny. For sure he should. No one I, I don't think he's gonna win though. I should go to the person who did the best coaching
4: job. And I, I think Dayball did the best coaching job. But what, what did Sirianni do to say that he didn't do the best job? Uh Sirianni's team is a lot more talented. They did win that many more games than the Giants. And look, the Giants made the play. Giants had super low expectations. And Siri and they, you know, basically the only big change they made other than getting Thibodeau was adding Dayball. And Day Bowl sort of blew fresh air into the franchise. I thought, considering the lack of talent that team has compared and compared to how it looked under Joe Judge the last two years, they didn't make any significant changes, and this team went nine six and one. Like,
3: okay, I got to so say, he, he did the most of the, the be- least.
4: He did that's, that, but- and and he didn't just do the most. He did enough to get this team comfortably into the playoffs, where they had it lo- uh, clinched in the last week of the year. I, I think he did the best job coaching this season, despite. A roster that's
3: probably proven, I think the math would show it is the highest war roster in football when you take off the quarterback position uh, in Philadelphia, which, um, you know, and Mahomes is the highest war quarterback in football, which is one of the interesting things, you know, and just in the early thoughts on the game, one of the, the, the fun um, parts about that. I, am I going to penalize? I wasn't expecting my expectations for the Eagles were clearly not this. And maybe I should have expected more. They, unlike the giants, they were a very aggressive offseason team. They got AJ Brown. They got Hassan Riddick. They even made late moves to the end, getting that what safety or corner out of New Orleans, Gardner Johnson. Um, just incredibly aggressive team that, well, it wasn't a quarterback, maneuver in the offseason That's garnered so much attention like Stafford or Brady. That was a hyper aggressive. We're going to try to win right freaking now. Uh, even if you have questions about our team you train for AJ Brown, you signing Hassan Riddick. You don't do that to, 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 to think you're going to lollygag. Um, still, Sariana for me. Yeah, they did it all year. Going to give it to him.
2: It's 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 two different conversations. Dayball did the most with the least and had the biggest jump but I'm kind of where you are. Like if we try to reverse engineer what we were talking about with the Eagles, even like two weeks before the season, it was like, yeah, there's a lot of steam on the Eagles coming in. They have this easy schedule. Like, you know, could they win the NFC East? Like they're live to beat Dallas. And this, it just turned out they were by far the best team in the NFC.
4: But yeah, The I mean, only they, reason that they, others yeah. had
2: a chance in the NFC is because Hertz got hurt with two games to go.
4: Yeah, that's right. Although, I mean, you know, you can make the exact same case for Shanahan that he got almost the exact same winning record and had to go through three quarterbacks to get there. And San Francisco had a chance to win the one seed on the last you know week of the season if the Eagles had lost to the Giants and the Niners had won. So, I mean, yep. Shanahan did a fantastic... I think Shanahan did a better job than Sirianni. I think Sirianni did a great job. Like, he'd be a deserving winner, just he wouldn't be my first or second choice.
2: It does feel like Shanahan is kind of boxed out of these conversations a lot of the time, only because he's been... Perpetually known as a good coach, that that kind of works against you in the voting. It does.
3: Historically, uh, historically, it's shown that to be true.
2: A, a lot like how like Mahomes is going to win MVP this year, but he could have won MVP any time in the past three years too. It's just he had won one already, so it's like ah, let's give it to someone else.
3: It's like look at that meathead Vrabel winning <laughs> all those
2: games. Coach of the year. Uh, um, the, the MVP is what. I forget what the closing line was on it. Justin Jefferson was nominated. He's one of the five finalists for MVP, but this is Mahomes in a runaway, isn't it?
4: I think so. And it would have been Hertz's had Hertz stayed healthy the last uh, couple of games of the season. But given that he didn't, Mahomes was sort of like the default choice. Nah, that's fine. I think it's a perfectly deserving MVP.
3: And, okay, Mahomes is deserving. He is the best football player on planet earth i think at least i recall maybe we all of us but we all had him as when we did our poll at the before yeah. the season as as number one but for a guy that had done what he do, had done accomplished what he had accomplished there were questions not questions like is Mahomes good but there are questions like now what you know they've lost to Hill, they've changed a lot of things there uh You know, they always, you know, their margins are so small. Maybe this year, those like crazy plays work the other way. Look how good the Raiders, the Broncos were people picking the Chargers to upend them. And nope, one by one, Chiefs just, you know, kick us all in the ass. Here they are again.
2: It's kind of funny, too, that versus something like baseball where so much of your stats are factored into it and obviously Mahomes' stats are but it doesn't feel like that's what they give the MVP award to it's like well you had the league in passing obviously you're going to end up winning the MVP but Mahomes' stats this year compared to everyone else are kind of ridiculous he threw for 5200 yards which was over 500 more than Justin Herbert who was second I don't feel like that case gets made for him at all that he had these like crazy stat numbers. It's just, oh, he's Patrick Mahomes. He's awesome. Like that's, that's more of the football narrative based awards that we
3: get, that we always hear about.
4: Yeah. I mean, I I can't imagine making the case against him.
3: We try, I mean, listen, and the NFL media, uh, fair or unfair, probably unfair as we sit here a year, a year uh, from it, from the day the Bills lost that game last year, they essentially anointed Josh Allen as this season's MVP.
4: Oh, yeah, like From the
3: moment that game, that incredible game of the year thing ended, we all just put our expectations on Allen to win MVP and the Bills to go to the Super Bowl. And th- th- those, they were both the favorites for um, probably a huge majority of, of the, well, the majority of the entire offseason and, and probably quite a large chunk of the season itself.
2: Allen was probably the MVP favorite. The Bills were probably the favorite and probably deservedly so until he took that hit against the Jets. Like the Bills season changed on that play, Tim.
4: Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. That's un- It's very unfortunate that it should be because of an injury. But it- it's true. Do you think
2: if he actually sat out a few weeks that it would have turned out differently?
4: Possibly, because in the end, the Dolphins patriots and jets didn't really push them for the division i mean i, I mean it, i don't know
3: they didn't have the bye and they lost at home anyways
4: so well that's a fair point that's a fair point
3: you wish that maybe they did and said we're comfortable we will we, we'll make the playoff seven teams get in now we'll be fine let's get them get healthy um I'm still gobsmacked the Chargers let Herbert play that game versus Jacksonville after taking like looking like he couldn't breathe or whatever the week before. So who knows what those decisions are are made. Defensive player of
2: the year. Why why does the defensive player of the year only have 3 nominees? How does this work?
3: Maybe you have to get like enough to qualify i don't know they're trying to do to have
4: so many votes i guess
3: pat they are adopting the baseball format although baseball doesn't have the award show just in that we're now sort of gonna see like first place second place when you do your voting i think you're voting for more than one person and
4: um yeah ranked ballot
3: and it's yeah ranked ballot so they they add up the total points so that's something new that i think the league has been advertising but i don't know why this one only has Three people who would be the snub, Reddick. Like,
2: oh, I I have no idea. Just it just seems crazy that all the rest of them have five nominations except for offensive or just coordinator of assistant coach of the year and defensive
3: player of the year. Anyway, it's Bosa, Chris Jones, and Micah Parsons. Maybe you had to get a first place vote to get a nomination. I have no idea. I I don't know how it works. That would actually make a lot of sense.
2: Is Nick Bosa like the runaway winner of this? Wasn't he like a super favorite by the end of the year? Parsons.
3: Parsons was essentially the favorite from like week three through Nick Bosa getting supercharged down the stretch.
2: And Parsons kept stop putting up stats like at Thanksgiving.
4: (laughs) Yeah. And Bosa, when he lost in the playoffs, didn't throw his helmet, have his coach pick up his helmet, give it back to him. So he could throw it again at the end of the playoffs. That wasn't even the
3: most embarrassing Bosa thing on video.
4: (laughs) (laughs) See, he's such an
3: idiot. He's like. Some Eagle fan in the parking lot was taunting him. And instead of Bosa, like literally just we all know, like, dude, you're an NFL all pro like you don't need to chirp with Eagle fans. You're just there supporting your brother. Instead, he's got to like call the guy like a loser. And I'm rich, bitch. (laughs) So. It's so and to the bad officiating, because I watched some content on that. What did get brought up is in that Bosa thing in the playoff game. The official was taunting Joey. The official was what? like, get away from him.
4: That's the worst. That's it, the worst. And, and, and Baseball used to be the it's worst. It's like point. a baseball umpires, umpire. Umpires just trying to get the player to antagonize him, to get him to say a magic word or to throw so something on really, the ground. I, didn't, I know, hate when reps and ups do that.
3: Story. Watching it live, I didn't know that. I was so wrapped up in a 100 things as the world was caving in. But seeing that on the, re- what well, Joey did is such a loser, inexcusable. But seeing the ref, like, goad him back to the <laughs> sidelines, what a pathetic, it just adds, it. it's on the reel of shitty, pathetic postseason referee bullshit that we have, um, that we've gotten. Bost is a free, he's going to get an extension this year. So he'll, whatever the top defensive player is, he's probably going to blow that out of the water.
4: Are the Jets going to win both Rookie of the Years, Tim? Um, I well, they're well one for sure. Sauce is a lock, yeah. And they Garrett Wilson won the AP Rookie of the Year. I don't know. He won the he won
2: the Pro Football Writers' Rookie. Oh oh,
4: yeah, like so that's. I don't know how, but I would be lying if I said I knew how predictive that was of this official NFL Rookie of the Year award. I think he's got in a year where the rookies were sort of down. I think he's got a strong case for it, but like if they gave it to Kenneth Walker, I wouldn't be upset about that. See, uh, he, I, I, I think it, to look at it, like there's no Olave
2: on this list who I thought was really good. Obviously, Ken Walker is on that list. I know Damian Pierce got shut down with like three games to go, but I think he was leading all rushers at running back. So I was surprised not to see him. I think there's something to Brock. Like if it's what Jeff said and like you need first place votes to qualify, I think there's something really strange about Brock Purdy being on this list. Yeah, I also don't know if game, that's true. Yeah. About no, no I don't, but, I no, like but they, that makes sense. In a down year for rookies, why not give it to the quarterback who didn't lose?
4: Yeah, no, I mean, if it was Brock Purdy, that would be weird, but it's also not the MVP. So if, if you give him for six games... Yeah, like,
3: but quarterbacks yeah. do control that. Mar- I mean, quarterbacks are obviously inflated yeah. in that market, just like the concept of, oh my God, if they play, it's like set up for them. Even in a horrible, shitty draft class, I'm certain Kenny Pickett would have been the favorite this offseason to win that yeah. award. When did Purdy first start playing against the Rams?
4: No, so against the been... Dolphins. He came in in that game against Miami.
2: So he was one, two, three, four, five, six and oh. Okay. In the regular season. Yeah. That might be enough. Like I said, it I mean, might be like to look historically garrett Wilson's stats versus wide receivers who have won the award like they're nowhere close to nope, with the no, usual rookie but but no one had those stats this year
4: no it's really down here I, I mean i'll be a homer here but i really think if Brees hall had been healthy he would have had big numbers and would have had this award locked up but it wasn't so i would actually agree with you it seemed like Brees hall was going to win it seemed that way but it's running backs and they get hurt
2: well, we're at the midway point of the show,
4: which hey. means it is time. We forgot Jeff's, we forgot Jeff's opportunity to gloat about his Justin Jefferson bet, an offensive player of the oh, year. Oh yeah. I uh, totally skipped over that. Jeff wants his credit. He's, <laughs> he's, he deserves his credit. See, so.
2: Jeff doesn't need his credit as much as he needs his money.
4: But he, no, but yes. he the reason he went, hey, is because he's not going to get his money if you don't mention it. It's because he won't get his credit if you don't mention it. <laughs> well, I
3: literally, like people who are close to me, my friends, if you golf with me this summer, I was so annoying about it. Like this was the thing that if we hung out this summer, I chirped you about this. Justin Jefferson, Offensive Player of the Year. I went hard on it. That is to say, I also went hard on Justin Herbert to win MVP, but sort of if he's top five in next year, if I have a player on my favorite team who's top like five, eight on the tout board to win MVP, I'm just making that bet and I'll lose the money. But Justin Jefferson will make up for that tenfold, Pat. It's a big bet. It's Oh dangerous.
4: yeah. I will pick Aaron Rodgers to win MVP no, if the Jets have him as well.
3: It's dangerous, Pat. Because I'm going to win. I think the awards are Saturday night, like the night before the game or the Friday night. I'm going to win 7500 bucks the Friday night of the goddamn Super Bowl. Hold on. Let's not pretend like Jalen
2: Hurts doesn't have a chance here. Because I think he's oh, the one guy. I'm already
3: counting my money.
2: is the one guy who could steal this. Because it, it's very obviously Jefferson, unless you want to point to, because Hurts isn't going to win MVP and they want to reward Hurts somehow and they give him this award.
3: But they probably voted while Hertz was injured. Maybe, which almost worked in his favor. Some, because Minshew, like, looked good, and people said, oh, it's not in his favor. No, Minshew looked good for a game, and then it was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, game versus this amazing defense. You're right. You're right. I shouldn't be counting my money, but I am counting my money in the same way, Pat. I'm expecting to go into the Super Bowl with a stack from Offensive Player of the Year and God willing, those books still post those anthem odds. I tell you.
4: Oh, you're going to spend all on whoever's the second round leader at Pebble Beach. Let's. That's not even no, third round Phoenix. leader. That'll be Phoenix. Oh, right. Sorry, Phoenix. Right. No, because the awards no. are not this weekend. It's next week.
3: And that'll be hard because that tournament, that field is so strong. It's like a super elite field that the favorites are going to be. Like they're not going to be. M- like odds that are going to attract me and I'm probably just going to see three super elites at the top and be like, I'm not betting this guy at 60 to one to go hunt down these three players. Hey, we, we, already, we already bet KH Lee and Cam Davis. Okay. That's, that's, that is true.
2: (laughs) Their odds are not going to be as deep as they were. No. And,
3: and we're not talking about live bet. Yeah. I'm going to bet the tournament. And I'm probably going to bet it hard, Pat, because I'm going to think like, oh, I have that Justin (laughs) Jefferson. I have that Justin (laughs) Jefferson money. I can overexpose myself to waste management. Anyway, that was way more boring than than mini Cuss Corner. But Tim was right. We couldn't (laughs) go through the awards without me going, hey. (laughs) Which will lead
2: us to the midway point of the show, which means it is time for a mini version of Cuss Corner.
0: Cuss Corner. It's Cos Corner, Corner, it's Cos He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's Cos it's Cos Corner, Cos
4: <laughs> I don't know why people tell me I can't have a dream home, that I should just give up on it. That I shouldn't I have aspirations. I should just resign myself to some small little house in suburbia and just accept that I can't have all the things that I want. You know, people are always told to chase their dreams and, and dream big and think big. But not me. I'm being told not to believe in these things. I can't have what I want. Who told you that you couldn't have it? Many people, you were on that
2: text thread. While now, I was so, yeah, I, I was. That's why I I'm asking you, you. Not a single person that. said that you couldn't have it. What people oh. were telling you was, this costs way more than you think it does. Well, only if, I, I, only if you get contractors to do all the work. So if you do all the work yourself, it will I be fine? I could do some of it. Like what? G- give us a rundown of the
4: stuff you're going to do in your dream home to build it. I think I could do the drywalling. <laughs> I think I could do the painting. <laughs> i think i could put in the crown molding i think i could you know if you no know, it's just laying bricks in a driveway i could do that you know it's one brick in the driveway
2: by the way which means yes. you would need to do the electricity on it first
4: oh no that no electricity is something i have no skill with i would have to bring, you don't have skill with this other shit either but you're gonna be doing it i could do that uh, no but not no right, like, what, was last not time you laid,
2: what was the last time you laid brick tim never but i i, I can figure it out okay
4: you know, trial and error. I can figure it well, out. When was the
2: last time you did drywall? No one. I've,
4: I've assisted with drywall. I've what, seen What is that? It done.
2: Okay, run us down on what assisting with drywall is. Drive
4: was. to the store to buy the drywall sheets, you know, to bring it into the house. Watch as they trace out the hole for like where the electrical outlet is and cut it with the saw and then put it up against the wall and screw it into the studs. I, I've seen it done. So what you say, so in, in this experience of laying drywall, you're a delivery driver. No, no. I was there and watched and assisted my uncle as he put stuff up on the walls and watched how he did it. Like, would it take me time? Yeah, sure. But could I do the drywalling? Absolutely. Could I do the painting? Absolutely. Could I do some of the landscaping? Yeah, absolutely. Could I assist putting stuff together? Absolutely. Some of the stuff I couldn't do. I couldn't plumb. I couldn't do electricity. I get that. But, you know, I'm just saying I could cut down on some of the costs. and I don't want that much. I want a sunroom. I want a drive-up driveway that's uh, that's a circle driveway with a gate, a big gate in front of it. I want a fully stocked kitchen. I want a walk-in pantry. I want a ballroom. I want a library. I want bedrooms that have en suites. I want there to be a grand staircase, and I want there to be parquet floors. That's what I want. These are the th- Other than that, like everything else to me, the details can be all worked out. Oh, and a, and a separate dining room. Essential to have a separate dining room. You know, Other no one...
3: No one care. has ever built that house and done the work themselves. I don't know that that's true. No, I mean, like you to some who, of the work who can myself. afford that house are not laying brick on their driveway.
4: Kim told us this was all going to be under a million bucks. I think I could do it under a million bucks. <laughs> you are it's so like a, stupid. It's like a
3: ten million dollar home. Maybe you are so you have no idea what things are. Like what sort of appliances are in your kitchen?
4: Well, I'm not gonna have bad appliances. I'm gonna have top of the line appliances. That's what
3: I mean. Do you know what a top of the line stove and fridge cost?
4: No, I do five, six hundred bucks probably for the stove. What? Another five, six hundred bucks for the fridge.
3: Oh my god. For a to- do you know what like a sub zero or a fridge? It's like ten thousand dollars, seven thousand dollars.
4: No way. A, a stove is
3: like $15,000. I'm telling you, top of the line. $15,000? You, you
4: yeah.
3: Those okay, well, then knobs. I guess I'm not.
4: Okay, well, then maybe we're not going to do top of the line then. Maybe we're going to do middle of the line. It's
3: middle of the line. You said $500.
4: Yeah, well, just a stove that heats with an element. And uh, oh, that's the oven. And a stove top that, like, you know, I prefer induction tops. So, like, just induction heat tops and, uh, you know, something simple to clean. Microwave that, you know, doesn't have too many complicated buttons to confuse stainless people. Stainless no. steel what? Oh, yeah. Got to have stainless steel.
3: $500. You
2: know, yeah. See, t- Tim, I, I I was just looking because we're, we're planning on getting – we're going to redo our kitchen. We're going to get one of the double ovens uh, so we can cook multiple things. At oh, one I like time. that idea. I like that that's idea. A, that's a good <laughs> idea, right? Yeah. When I started budgeting everything out, that – a middle tier one of those is $10,000. You could okay. get season $500. Tickets.
3: You get like season's tickets to the like I was going to say like you get season tickets to the Maple Leafs for the cost of like these
4: ovens. All right, Well, then I'll have to go middle of the road then for the for the to the ovens. That's not the, that's not essential. It's I just rich. want a really nice house. I mean, why shouldn't I have nice stuff? Okay.
2: No, I no love- one said that you
4: can't have nice
2: stuff, but what you've pointed out is like just the cost alone of building. Like, how big is this house? It sounds like it's 20,000 square feet.
4: Yeah, see, the thing is, I don't know how big things are. So that number means nothing to me. You I have can't a like, ballroom in this house.
3: Like, which house? Like, give us a movie and, like, that's the size of the he's, house. He's, he's living in the fucking house from Clue. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I kind of like the Clue house. That's sort of what I'm imagining. Yeah. That's actually a very, fit. that's what I'm thinking is more or less the house from Clue. Oh, and I want there to be like a pool house, like Will had on Fresh Prince, where like there's like a separate like house outside too, where guests could stay or whatever.
3: Yeah. It's like an on-site villa, essentially. Sort of, of, yeah. Yeah. Like a a little,
4: yeah, yeah, Yeah. that'd be awesome. (laughs) And sometimes I would just stay there myself on my own, just like a little vacation from the norm. So I'd go stay in the pool house for uh, for a week or so.
2: So w- oh. when you hold on, when you... <laughs> so you leave your house, your dream house, to go stay in the pool house, is what you are saying? Occasionally, but it's like so a it's a pool house. You you didn't even mention a pool along with this house. Oh well, it, it
4: implied that I have an indoor swimming pool. We oh, talked about oh, this oh, last week. <laughs> so it's an indoor lap swimming. I've got to have an indoor but swimming. Th- pool. Th-
2: this house, okay. I said twenty. Somebody tweeted at here?
4: me. Oh, it'll be a lot of money to get rid of the, uh, the humidity. And uh, there's a lot of aeration. I said, like, "Yeah, open up some windows. Problem solved."
3: No, no, yeah. no, no. See, you're <laughs> right. That those indoor pools. I don't know what technology they do now, but your house just reeks of. I, I don't know that the word is mold, but it's like um, you know, like the pool at the at a gym at a gym or something. Like it's this gross. Maybe it's just chlorine and and moisture. It's this gross odor that like permeates in an indoor pool. I feel. Uh So I shouldn't have
4: a dream house, is what you're saying. Well, do you
3: think,
2: Jeff, that any of those people tried to open the windows to get rid of the smell, like Tim is suggesting?
3: Well, it's just like, open the windows. That'll be effective. I love that we're doing this, because while, um, firstly, the comments loved me last week, uh, just in terms of Tim saying that Super Bowl is football season and his comments about the, the Wendy's, Solarium, I'm sorry I sidetracked you with my Wendy's joke and you forgot to give us the rest of your dream house. So I'm happy you're doing this today. Many are saying
2: that you're disrespecting the tradespeople of the world by saying how easy it is to do their job with you having zero experience of doing it.
4: I'm not saying that it's easy. It would take me a lot longer of a time than it would take them. And I'm sure I wouldn't do as good of a job as them, but it saves me on some costs.
2: I know. See, here's the whole thing. You're building this dream home, which I've started to kind of do the rough estimate of how large it's going to be. You're looking at spending, even if you bought a remote property in the middle of nowhere to build this on. So realistically, the price of the land doesn't really factor in. You're probably in terms of like, just supplies and cost. If you were to do it all yourself, with the way that stuff is rated out right now, and this is before putting appliances or anything in, you're probably looking anywhere between like three and five million dollars for what you've said.
4: That seems high, but I mean, prices are. And that's with down a, that's living too.
2: in the middle of nowhere. nowhere. And before you hire anyone to do any of this stuff,
3: yeah, that's three to five million, living in the middle of of nowhere, to build what he is just thinks he he can build. Well, and I would obviously I'd be it. getting. I'd obviously be getting quotes. You're and trying to do a kitchen? quote, Pat's trying to do a kitchen doing a washroom. You don't know look like a freaking shower costs now.
4: I don't like, have the slightest idea for, okay, well, let bucks. me ask
2: you this. You've been to my kitchen. We've, we've wanted to get our kitchen redone since the day that we moved in. And we keep, we've, we've got a bunch of quotes on it. Now we want to redo the kitchen and we want to redo the appliances and we want to move our Island and just, you know, freshen up the tabletops and all that kind of stuff. But it's not a, it's a big job because you're redoing the kitchen. But it's not the biggest job in the world. What do you think the cheapest quote we got was? $7, $97, 97, yes. wow. Seventy five hundred. Ninety seven thousand dollars.
3: Ninety seven thousand. Yes. I'd guess seventy a thousand as the cheapest, but that's yeah, wow. that's that's crazy. Yeah, Tim, it's crazy.
4: I'm sure a person could do
2: that for half that price. Well, you just thought this people would do it for fifteen times
3: less, and you just thought the appliance it cost you a thousand to get a stove and a fridge. Well, yeah. Off Kijiji?
4: (laughs) I really don't know what a stove costs. I don't go stove shopping.
3: And again,
2: this is not why no one told you that you couldn't do this stuff. All we did was educate you on, hey, maybe this is a lot more costly than you may think it
4: is. Maybe it is, but like that doesn't mean that I should just give up on it. I did. I, no one said that you should
2: give
3: up. on. Also, I can't believe that you want this home like this dream home. And then you want to cut corners and admit that you'll (laughs) do the work potentially poorly. And we know what your shoveling schedule is. Like you need a 15 minute break for five minutes of shoveling. I mean, buddy, I don't know. uh, On the seventh day, you probably feel like you rest on Sundays. I don't know when you're going to do this.
4: Well, it would have to be a long-term project. There's no doubt about that. But I, I you know, I, I wouldn't just quickly, you know, wave it off as an impossibility. I mean, I don't know. I understand the thing about it being a dream home is that I know it's not likely to happen. But like, I don't want to have to like believe it could never happen, or like a million things have to go differently in my life for it to become possible, like.
3: I mean...
4: Really, if I just won the lottery, that'd be enough.
3: Okay, you,
2: you gotta stop saying that your answer to all of this is winning the lottery. Well, it is one of my answers.
4: What if I won the you lottery? Don't even play,
2: you don't even buy lottery tickets. Yeah, I do sometimes.
4: Really? It's real low. Uh, I get some scratchers or some tearaways. Okay, <laughs> okay you get some and scratchers buy and tearaways. What's the
2: what's top prize on a tearaway? 500
4: bucks? Yeah, but I just like, honestly... You I know how you build this dairy.
3: house... Someone's given you the idea. You do Cameos wishing people's mother-in-laws happy birthdays and well wishes. That's Yeah, then you can build your dream house. Then you can
4: build your dream house. No, I don't want to build my dream house on blood money.
3: Well, so you well are, are you saying,
4: make, so
2: You're admitting that it would be blood money.
4: I would be taking it because they believe it would be that. That's what <laughs> so they what, believe so what they're you're paying saying
2: for. Is that you on Cameo is the same as PGA players going to play on live
4: well, except PGA people playing on Live are legitimately taking blood money.
2: But you just said that you would
4: be... Everybody kidding. involved in the tr- transaction is aware of what they're doing.
2: I I have a theoretical number in my head. If you charge $50 per cameo, how much money you can make this year?
4: I mean, I would imagine there's probably like 50 people who would be interested.
2: Do you know how much money that is?
4: Well, 50 times fi- uh, 50 times fifty is 2500
2: there you go. I think there'd be more. I can't imagine there'd be that many more. You couldn't imagine that my kitchen renovation would cost as much money. That as seems an
4: extraordinarily
2: high amount of money. $79,000. No, it was $97,000. Was $97,000. 97,
4: That's almost 100000 bucks. That's good For math. a stove and a fridge and a microwave and cap- and countertops and... Uh, to, and moving an island, I just my gracious, that seems like such an exorbitant amount of money.
2: Stuff ain't cheap, pal. Well, yeah, I indeed. mean,
4: I so so well, I'm being told. Why do you think the, kid, the kitchen renovation hasn't started?
3: I can imagine, like, yeah, you do like a market, Mar- I would, do it, I would,
4: I would find a way to do it for half that.
3: A marble countertop, stainless steel appliance, nice cupboards with good handles and hardware and new floor, f- hardwood floors or
4: something. Yeah. Well, if you're installing brand new hardwood floors, okay. Now I can start to see where the prices are going up.
2: I mean, I'm not installing hardwood floor. I'd, start, I'd, I'd have some sort of tiling in my kitchen on a hardwood floor. Sure, but new floor, new floor. Like, yeah, it's I mean, all... the new floors are a part of that. We're redoing our kitchen. like it. yeah. Keeping the same fucking floor. Well, I don't know. The floor's fine. Leave the floor alone. Well, I mean the kitchen is fine, but that's why we, we don't need to do it. But if we wanted to upgrade to a kitchen that we really wanted, not the one that we moved into, this is what it's gonna cost.
4: Yeah, but I mean floors to me aren't a part of the kitchen of my dreams. I could not really as long as the floors aren't ugly and they don't as long as they don't not match the color scheme and whatever the floors. If
3: you're gonna See, be there a long time, you don't think you're moving, you think it's great, you just wanna do the kitchen. I don't know, just make the make your dream kitchen.
2: Yeah, you're not going to spend all the money and not
3: do it right. Like,
2: that makes no sense to me. Oh,
3: you could do it yourself. Yeah, easy.
2: You probably could could do some of it.
4: You're incredibly skilled with that. You could YouTube stuff and figure it out. And I bet you'd have no trouble. I know you. You'd you'd figure it out. I am like the least handy person in the world. No, that's not true. You're more resourceful than you give yourself credit for. How many people could take the window out of their car completely and then reinstall it so that it worked again? Again, not that many people. You were able to do it, no problem. I pulled it up on YouTube. It took me like five minutes. Yeah, but most people wouldn't even dare to try that. Most people wouldn't know that you could YouTube this and they would walk you through how easy it is. Well, anyway, I'm just saying you're more resourceful than you give yourself credit for.
2: Getting a window to start rolling up again in your car. Big difference than renovating
4: your kitchen. Yeah, but what, what what is a kitchen renovation but a series of little tasks? I want it done right. You know that, right? Sure, but you, you and you have a high standard, so you'll do it right. I I don't have the skills to do that. Oh, I think you could figure it out. No, you see, know. I
2: don't. Your overestimation of people's skills, most, most definitely your own, are shocking.
4: You know, you see, I, I'm just saying, I think I could put drywall You, you see,
2: like, again, just to kind of go back to it, it seems like you have very little respect for tradespeople. I have how no, hard very their high jobs res-
4: are. It's not just hard, it's that they have done it so many times that they know all of the sort of, uh, you know, the economically intelligent ways to do things. They have figured out the, uh, my mind is blanking now on Adam Smith's term about uh, uh, when you do a, a task enough time, you, you know, you figure out the, the smartest and fastest way to do something. They oh, have that, all that, of those that, skills. I mean,
2: it, from, is, is that from the Wealth of Nations?
4: No, but he just wanted to coin that expression. Uh, oh,
2: I, I think you're talking about the invisible hand, but that's when no, the invisible no, hand no, just no.
4: gives you a beat. <laughs> no, that's not the the division of labor. Uh, and, and once you understand the division of labor, you can you can master something very quickly uh, it, with enough. Tell repetition. us about
3: your master bedroom in your dream home.
4: Okay, so first things first, it needs to be the size of like a tennis court. That's what I'm imagining <laughs> in terms of size. Yeah. Uh, like the doubles tennis court that's how big i want it to be and i want it to have a massive walk-in closet with all uh you know like enough room for my various wardrobes for my summer wardrobe and my winter wardrobe i hate 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 having to put one wardrobe away and having to unpack a next every spring and fall it is the worst i don't wish to ever have to do that again i wish there to be more than enough space for all of my things to be in a, in a walk-in closet forever. So I want that. There has to be a really nice chair that I could use that's pointed towards a very big television that would be in the room. Uh, I would want there to be a big, nice, tasteful rug. I would like there to be blackout curtains. That way, if it's 8 o'clock at night and everyone's enjoying the sun in July, I can just close them and not have to worry about that. Um, big television. What about the master,
3: uh, best, like the, the ensuite?
4: Backward? An ensuite that has a rainfall shower. This is non negotiable. A rainfall shower and one of those tubs that have the legs on them that are freestanding. I want one of those types of tubs that the rainfall shower falls into and the curtain that goes all the way around the tub, like the old timey kind. Uh, like body and,
3: sprays and
4: yeah, sure. And uh, you know, a big, big, big mirror. Uh, granite countertop, a sink that goes into the granite countertop, one of those sinks that are like built into the countertop. I want that. His and hers. Um, sure. Although I, I actually would prefer one really massive big sink rather than uh, than the double. Like a stadium
3: sink. washroom. Yeah, a sort trough. of. A trough, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> well, no,
4: not a trough, but a big sink. And then, yeah, really nice, uh, uh, really nice commode and appliances like that. A bidet? Uh, yeah, no. Pass on that.
2: Oh, no, bidets are great. You get a
4: uh, quick hole tickle. You feel great. No, I'm not judging. I'm just saying You're I don't care my...
3: about the bidets. I yeah, don't my, want my, my son my loves home.
4: our bidet.
3: It's fantastic. I'm, I love our bidet. I'm bidets, just dude. saying I don't... loved the bidet as a little kid, too. My mom tells me I'd love one now, to be
4: honest. <laughs> They're fantastic. Them. They're super cheap. You just hook them up to your toilet. I'm sure you do. Great. I'm going to pass on that. Uh, I think that's the that's the, the dream bedroom. Is there anything I'm missing? Uh, I don't know. You a lot use... of tasteful
2: artwork too. Yeah, okay. Of course. You gotta have tasteful artwork. Um, you said that the your bedroom would be the size of a doubles tennis court. How much bigger would your ballroom
4: be than your bedroom? Probably two of them combined. <laughs> so it'd be two. But you could okay. use that for storage too, right? Your ballroom is where you're using your storage? I would use that as some storage as well. If I'm not having an event. Uh, what if what you're happens- having an event? Where do you put all the stuff? Look, put it in a different room where no one's going. Figure it out.
3: What happens when Belle shows up looking for her father?
4: <laughs> That's not all right. All right.
2: So, based on what you've just told us, not about the ensuite or the walk in closets, between your bedroom and ballroom, you've already sucked up 8,500 square feet.
4: Okay. Again, I don't know what that, that doesn't seem what that What are you big hosting? Anymore.
2: That like doesn't what? seem that big. How big do you think my house is?
4: 40,000 square feet? 20,000 square Or 20,000 square feet? You think my house is 20,000 square feet? Sure. I don't know how much anything, how big anything is.
2: Well, your bedroom and ballroom combined, put it this way, are almost three times
4: the size of my entire house. But I want really high ceilings. So it needs to be even bigger. So (laughs) I want like 12 foot ceilings
2: minimum. So I want if there's anyone out there who's a contractor or does budgeting for this kind of thing, based on what Tim has described in his dream home of all the little things that he's just put in, we're going to call this, I don't know. 30,000 square feet, Jeff. Does that sound about right? With high ceilings.
3: Yeah, and I'm certain like it goes without saying there's going to be like a screen, like a theater room in this house with state-of-the-art recliners and
4: like a popcorn in the, living room. In the corner. No, I don't know about that. They're definitely a large TV room. But I mean, that, that a lot of people have living rooms like that.
3: Pool table, fancy, nice felt. You know, but we, have, house, have, we have heated
2: I've, driveways, indoor pool, and an auxiliary guest house along with a 30,000 square foot home. To begin with. So you've heard all the stuff. I would like to know what a budget would be for this house. I can't see it being anything less than $5 million.
3: Also, you know how much money it is to heat the driveway, the size he is speaking of? (laughs) He's not talking (laughs) about the driveway in like our houses, Pat. It's talking about a huge circular driveway with a drive up and a gate.
4: Yeah. And maybe even has a name on it. Like, you know how people like to name their houses, like this, that, or the other, have some sort of name etched into it. That'd be really nice
3: so what are you going to do with like all the grass in the backyard
4: well i could lay the sod myself
3: no, but like, what? what
4: there's no outdoor pool oh heavens no there's no outdoor a tennis pool. court
3: there's... clearly no
4: no nothing outdoors very little outdoor we're not doing outdoor <laughs> things it's not an outdoors facility indoors is where things are not to worry about the fickleness of nature
3: not even a shuffleboard and an nice can be i want a, there and... can be
4: a, a garden I like those: a, You know what I'd actually like is like a Victorian-style garden that I could walk around through, sort of like the ones you see at Versailles with those <laughs> uh, like those statues where the water shoots out of their mouths and all the various flowers and the vines and the hedges that are trimmed in neat little ways. like I could take up gardening and, and figure out that. So yeah, so like a Victorian-style garden outside that I could promenade in. You have on like nice days.
3: You've not even a maid, but like there's a house manager. No, I could do it myself.. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, and a guest house and a three-car garage, for sure, with enough room for me to be able to do my work and in And what, like dr- what are your three dream cars? I would like to have a Porsche Cayenne. I think those are gorgeous. I would That's like so to gross.
3: Ha- those are okay. such
2: loser cars.
4: I would like to have a Rolls-Royce Phantom, and I would like to have just like an everyday sort of getting you around sedan, you know, whatever. But those two cars... And then like a regular everyday sedan.
2: It, I don't understand why you would go to a Rolls Royce in a Porsche and not get like the good version of those cars. You get like the shitty soccer mom version.
4: You don't think the Phantom is a good version of the Rolls Royce? I mean, I, I don't think so, no. Oh, that's like top of the line almost. It's not top of the
2: line though, is it? You said almost.
4: Yeah, well, it's not the most expensive one imaginable, but it's still, you know... It's probably going to set you back four hundred fifty thousand bucks.
2: Rolls Royce. Let's see what the price. I can is tell
4: about. you what a I can tell you what Rolls Royces cost. I might not know what a banana costs at the store or what a fridge costs at the bay, but I can tell you what a Rolls Royce costs. Wait, okay, you can, I, I got. It. I thought the Phantom was the SUV model. No, this one is pretty legit. But the Cayenne yeah. is terrible. I well, I think the Cayenne is a really What's sharp. The, one.
3: Is the Cayenne the SUV also? Is the, yeah, the
4: Porsche SUV? I so the phantom it. is not an suv no it's
2: not i i got that wrong so yes just have the fan why do you need a shitty porsche porsche suv
4: i think it looks really cool it and doesn't. Also it like looks like have...
2: it's jeff what do you make of them i think they look like crap you see a few around uh, yeah i know i think there's a reason you see a few around
3: yeah they're pretty popular here soccer moms a lot of people
4: well but Jeff that. not everybody spends all our time on the bridal path like you do where of <laughs> yeah. course Porsches would be very popular
3: <laughs> I've never I don't go to the bridal path ever.
4: Except to live. Well in your mind I'm
3: glad that
2: we got cut off last week talking about Wendy's because eh, this this provided the most like laugh filled entertainment I've had in some time. I do want to hear about the live tour though before we get out of here. Can I read you? This quote from Bubba Watson?
4: Sure. It's all lies.
2: Well, it's about how he signed up with Liz. You don't know that. Yes, I do. Uh, well, here's what he said. My 10-year-old son was sitting in bed with me after my surgery. and We were watching golf on the TV, and he knew the aces. Everybody knows the aces. They keep winning. He knew the aces. He knew the stingers. He didn't know the individual names. He just knew the team names. And for a 10-year-old to never watch the game of golf, but now he watches it? Now I knew that there was a product to be had. Live has a niche. It has for a reason. My son is used to the Yankees. He's used to the Dallas Cowboys and the Kansas City Chiefs. He's used to watching teams. And the one thing that golf, high school has a team, college has a team. And then one of the biggest events in the world is the Ryder Cup, a team event. Now that professional golf has teams, we're going to get the below 60-year-olds watching Golf Channel to the 10-year-olds wanting to watch. Dallas Cowboys and the four aces same
3: thing
4: do you want to start jeff well you're really heated
3: so i'll just oh okay it's all lies every word of it is a lie it's all a lie in the
4: sense that you don't care that you're taking blood money you wanted to take the money you don't care that you took the money you wanted the money and you took it at least dustin johnson is honest about what he did he shook hands with the devil and took the money okay like then, fine. You took it, and you don't have to defend it and, and talk about how. Oh well, I really wanted to be a part of this team that no one in the world knows anything about. Who? What did they win? What did they win when they when the four aces won the live championship? They just won money. They didn't win anything. And again, nobody's ever heard of the Stingers. Like the Stinger is that thing Mo used to have when he blocks with barbed wire on his glove. That was the Stinger. Uh, no one's yeah. ever heard of the Stingers. Again, and then, on, you use your ten-year-old child as cover for the reason that you decided to take all this money from Saudi Arabia. It's just terrible. Just admit you don't care, and you took the money.
3: See, that was that was for me, because um, you know, even you know, Reed last year saying it's all just to spend more time at home, and then his schedule is like six crazy straight weeks on the road that he doesn't have to. Take part in using his children as as shields for this thing. Uh, it is unequivocally a lie. I'm not as angry as Tim is, but the very first live event had this Dennis Quaid narrated intro, and it featured Bubba Watson. If people recall, we're like, Bubba's not signed with Live. This is really weird, but it can only probably mean one thing. So. What a coincidence that Bubba's son knew some things about live, like weeks, months after he'd been featured in a live commercial that he wasn't supposed to be in and subsequently ended up being a member of live. The this one thing I will tell you one thing, Mr. Bubba, is this under 60 year old crowd, this young person this 20-year-old or these young people you want to get into golf, which is great, and it's great seeing people find golf in new places as simple as just going to Top Golf or these new fancy mini putt-putts, what have you, that is great. But no one is better at knowing when they're being pandered to than the younger generation. They're incredibly social media savvy. They know what's authentic. And they know when they're being pandered to, and that was as pathetic as it as it's been. Do you agree? Tim, it's just can, all
4: lies. All Tim, can you me. name the four members of, of Stinger GC? I've got this. I've got the slightest clue. Is that the South African team? It is. He Jeff knows. Okay, well then that would have uh, who? I guess it would have Louis. Yeah, he's the captain, and it would have
2: uh, Cheryl.
4: Yeah, Schwarzel, who won the first live event. Brendan Grace, Grace. <sighs> Brendan Grace, and who's John the other Morris person?
2: Or Harding? it's, it's no. Henny Duplessis.
4: Duplessis. Uh, you're, you're but good. you, but you guys all agree with me that Bubba's just up there lying, right? No. Mm-hmm. I no, I man. They're the Wouldn't Chiefs.
3: We? They're the Cowboys. The <laughs> Yankees. <Yeah. laughs>
4: what team? Like, is I Bubba like on the anyway? problem is I liked Bubba. I don't know why Bubba. Had, like, I'm just disappointed. Like, don't do this, to Bubba. Like, Jeff's right. Like, don't BS the younger generations. They know just. Just be honest. The money is... I'm getting older. My skills are diminishing. And the money is extraordinarily uh, tempting. And so I took it. Unfortunately.
3: Sorry. Yeah, just be honest. Unfortunately, and Pat kind of pointed this out yesterday, you could have your debates on live or not. And The weekend showed us that tours and leagues and teams, it's about different personalities. We don't want a league full of the same people or a tour filled with the same guy it's all about different personalities and maybe it's very strategic i mean i'd argue the strategy was just getting anybody who seems to have a green jacket no matter when they acquired it but liv has gotten the personalities in golf like bubba's on a short list of players who actually that are well known that have personality and from from bryson to to, to Brooks and to Reed and Walter.
4: And yeah. I hear rumors of Anthony Kim.
3: No, that's, well, that, that's, that's different. That's a lie. But, you know, so they, they've gotten these personalities. And to the other point is they're sort of anchored by guys like Cam Smith and DJ, who we have in some way because they haven't complained and they don't say things and they've just taken the money for their own reasons. And it makes sense for both of them they're the anchors of this thing um but it, it's they've taken the personalities away from the PGA tour and that sucks that sucks yeah it does and that's why it was fun to watch the DP this weekend i went back
2: and finally watched all that final round like to see reed make that charge then rory have to respond it was awesome
4: i think i enjoyed more like Phil acting like the old guys from the muppets standing up in the balcony and heckling people which apparently is his job now on live is just to heckle people I like how they're... Yeah, I mean, like, Phil's wanted to talk about how people are dressed.
2: You love Phil. You I do. You win the Masters this year.
4: And Phil, in this presser, Phil says he's back to Kiowa form. Okay. We'll see.
2: I hope so. Like... What else yeah. did you get from the presser? Because I assure you, I did not read
3: it. I'm press conference obsessed. I don't even... I didn't really know this thing was happening until Tim showed me these tra- these bubba tweets that had him up a wall today.
4: And that Brooks didn't know where the majors were this year. Raise your hand if you believe that. <laughs> he's <laughs> Do you believe do you believe that, Jeffrey? Do you believe he's being honest? I like, "Well, man, I don't know where the majors are. I don't know. I'm so cool, I'm Brooks."
3: I don't know what to believe there. All I know is it's fun. Like that Reed Rory thing was fun, and the majors I think saw how people reacted to a tea falling out of a guy's pocket,
4: and they're like, "We
3: want this smoke."
4: Like maybe like this already. Augusta does, and it doesn't want some of this stuff. Oh, like, they don't want it. Augusta doesn't want ugliness. They don't want ugliness,
2: but they want this though. Like this is real drama, along with what goes on on the course. Like this is what we talked about from the very beginning. That well, there is a, wasn't there is that a because Rory had like it.
4: someone on Christmas Eve show up to his house or something yeah. with a summons? Yeah. Like, come on, man. What are we doing here?
2: It's great. Someone to ruin. Why this. is
4: Patrick Reed suing people? He just why, made, a hundred, I well, he made all this money. Why aren't you suing people? It sounds like a great strategy. I just, I don't understand it. Like you took your money, be happy with your money. Go play your golf that nobody cares about and enjoy life. A summon
3: showed up to Reed's house the same way Netflix told you they're suing you in your inbox, buddy.
4: All right. The only thing, the thing about live is that the only uninteresting part of it is the golf. That is... Every, everything about live is very interesting except the actual live events, which are unwatchable trash.
2: I, I told you, I,
3: Jeff, I told you the, the answer
2: to that. Just don't actually play the golf.
3: No yeah, one would I... notice I mean, it's hard to argue that point. And I have even somebody who's acknowledged this year when live is like last year, strategically up against the worst field events the PGA can offer. I'm excited to watch Cam Smith, Dustin Johnson, Neiman Brooks, Bryson. Like I'll watch that. I've already acknowledged they'll have. I mean, I'm not. I do know, who, like, if I'm part of their target because I'll watch any
4: golf on. But TV is it the same TV. stuff again? Is it like fifty-four holes, shotgun start? Yeah. Like-
3: oh no, I'm not here to respect the tournament, and I'm not here to even say I'll watch on Friday. But if you're telling me that Dustin and Cam and two of these guys are battling, like Dustin Johnson's
4: hitting shots, I want to. But they're watch not battling that. for anything, Jeff. That'd be okay. different, right? But th- th- the thing is, there's nothing at un- nothing at stake except for money. And what yeah, the hell well, do you I mean, care? They're, What they're the, hell do like, what the fuck
2: do we care about the? Well, like, why do we have to tune into the? If it's going head to head with like the Byron Nelson, well, at least and no that's one's a playing PGA at the Byron Nelson event.
4: What's that? and, no, like, and at least I that's can a respect a tour event that you're actually. And winning okay,
2: but why don't you give a shit about the Corn Ferry? Then it's the same shit.
4: Well, it's a second. Well, it's not a. you say
2: it's second rate? But honestly, in the weeks that Jeff is talking about the PGA, the PGA this week is second rate in golf.
4: Yes, but it's still the PGA. It's still a no. PGA win. It still has, it still means something. Winning a live event isn't, well, it's not even a thing. live
2: event this week. It's an Asian tour event. Well, no,
4: because I'm not
3: about talking about live with guys. In it. Well,
1: okay, that's, that's to whatever.
4: Tim's point, like obviously
3: the better players will be playing on live in the weeks I'm speaking of. But as a PGA, as a golf fan, I would like, I would be entertained by the most random. Justin Sue versus Taylor Moore finish because I know like, oh, my God, these two guys are playing for their first win. Even if the field is shitty, it gets them into the Masters. It could be, a, you know, it's a launching pad. When I'm saying I would sit there and watch live. It's the same as like people just live, leave Golf Channel on all day watching shitty people, you know, giving good and in- sorry. People just do instructions like I'm not watching Dustin Johnson to see him win something prestigious. I'm watching Dustin Johnson because he's swinging a golf club and it's there's live video of it that I can put on my TV. Same with watching cam Smith or even Phil I'll watch Phil hit this chip. Like I can still enjoy that. Even though realizing they're not really competing for anything. Like I can acknowledge all of that. It's like Costanza's pitch to Jerry when
2: they're trying to sell Jerry, to the pilot. It's like, wh- why am I watching this? Cause it's on TV.
4: And NBC didn't pick up the show, like to finish the analogy, like it didn't work.
2: Well, they did ended up picking up the show, and then they all got put in jail.
4: Yes. Thanks for ruining the show, by the way. <laughs>
2: yeah. Spoiler that, that alert. Classic ending everyone loved.
4: Hot take, it wasn't as bad as people say, even though it I, wasn't great. I agree. Like it was funny. it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. No. It was alright. All right. I think that's is that it? Do you guys got anything else? We didn't talk about the Super Bowl at all. I guess we can save that for two weeks. Yeah,
2: we're doing an entire Super Bowl show next week. So, All do you right. have an early lean or thought?
4: My I only, guess, le- my early lean is towards the Eagles. They're just you
2: and you know. the world.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. I, I get it. I am sort of square. People on. are
3: making a really, and maybe it's fair or not, but yeah, people are just, I don't know, whether it's mad Bengal bettors that just wanted to bet the Eagles instantly or people are, that are, on the other side that are, you know, the Eagles don't even have a signature win crowd. It's, I don't know. There's a lot. Yeah,
4: If I knew Mahomes was going to be healthy, I'd probably pick the Chiefs, but I know he's not going to be, so it's hard to pick him. And the Eagles are such a complete team.
2: I'm not too concerned about Mahomes, even if he is as healthy as he, and he should be healthier than he was against the Bengals, given two weeks off, just the rest of the team. Like, there's only so many guys that you can lose.
4: And Philly will control both lines of scrimmage. And when that happens, like... We saw what happened when they played Tampa in the Super Bowl when they couldn't control the line of scrimmage. Like Mahomes is not enough to save you when you can't control the lines.
2: The, the only thing I worry about is like I thought Philadelphia's offense looked bad against San Francisco.
4: I agree. I wasn't impressed by them in the in that game. I thought they did but at some point I think they realized they could pull the shoot that yeah. they didn't have to do anything because like San Francisco wasn't going to score.
2: Yeah, it, it felt like hey, let's run the don't get hurt offense.
4: Yeah. So
3: And we'll I see. Could- I could be wrong. I think the books, and it's fair that I think people are really, which in a Super Bowl could be rare, the expectation is going to be for a heavy Philly crowd. Heavy, heavy Philly crowd.
2: I can see it. Look, Philadelphia has zero injuries to their starting roster right now. That's huge. Although Lane
4: Johnson doesn't look 100%. I
2: mean, he didn't give up a sack in that game. I know. I'm
4: just saying. No, I still don't think he's a hundred percent. We'll see. But now, you're right. you
2: no, you said he didn't look a hundred percent.
4: No, like I mean, I So to see your eyes he didn't look 100% or to you. I hope he is. I'm I mean, I really don't care who wins this game. I don't really love either team. I don't hate either team. It's like I just hope it's a good game. It should be an entertaining Super Bowl. I just think the Eagles should, and they are they're like they're one and a half point favorites now. I think that that's a very fair line. It's probably where it should be.
2: All right. They'll do it on the Pat Mayo experience. Back on Wednesday with Tambo in studio to run through the DraftKings golf picks. I'm still trying to reel in Cam. He does not need emergency surgery, but he still needs to get back on me. He might have to go to the doctor that way anyway. If not, probably run a best of that day for this Thursday. They can get back at it next week with our gold picks and silver picks for everything. And we'll be back with this show next week as well, trying to piece it together during the off week, as always. So I want to thank Paul for getting this together as I wasn't able to leave my house. Jeff, the coin who's on vacation right now and Tim Undergust.
0: Tim August.
4: That's not my name. You're not going to Arizona for Radio Row? I'm
2: not, no. Thanks for bringing that up,
4: piece August. of
3: shit. <laughs> Why? I don't get, do you want to be?
2: No, I wanted to go for the golf.
3: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I forgot about the golf. we would spoken. Right. Of, yeah, forgot about the golf. Thanks. That sports book was ready. Been there. We would have been there, but yeah, it's not.
2: It's disappointing. We could have had a. We would have had the box on sixteen. I would have. The good thing is,
4: Phoenix is, it's, Phoenix, is Phoenix is in the rotation of Super Bowl sites, so this will come back around again. This I is know. not a Minnesota or a Detroit one-off. But Phoenix is in the rotation. Next, I don't think
2: you. I don't think you know how contracts work, Tim, as it pertains to Pat Mayo and DraftKings.
4: All right, fine. Next year's in Vegas. True. That's close to Phoenix, isn't it?
3: No, I'm just nothing to do with Phoenix. Just <laughs> saying, next oh. year the Super Bowl's in Vegas.
4: Yes, it is. Pat, may, when may have to Pat, be there. Are you
3: still
2: going to have your DraftKings deal when it's back in Phoenix in seven years from now?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm a moron. Okay.
2: Oh, no, you're just someone who thinks they can build a f- spend $50,000 to build a $5 million home.
4: Well, we'll see what the contractors say about this.
2: And yeah. I want a real price and of paying for everything here. So I explain yourself. I want to show the work, see the shown work on this. And I'm guessing most people will be putting it into US prices. Whereas we know for you, you're talking about
4: Canadian. Prices. Yeah, sure. But if it's US prices, we can just do the quick math.
3: And
2: we'll go middle of the line appliances. You said, yeah,
4: yeah, middle. Of the line. No,
2: we can't go middle of the line appliances on a home that you're spending five
3: million dollars on. That's fucking ridiculous. It's true. That'll hurt the resale. Someone wanted to. There buy There is no that
4: resale. Thing. There is no resale. I'll be buried in that place.
3: So you're gonna have a, a cemetery, or a, what do you call a mausoleum there too?
4: Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I want that. That little home could be turned into a mausoleum afterwards. Little but, home. The size like, of a fucking
2: warehouse.
4: No, no the, the outdoor pool house. Oh, your pool house. Sorry. Yeah. The, which doesn't have a pool because the pool's Can in. Can I
2: there. be your Kato Kalen? <laughs> <laughs> Leave a rating and review on Apple and Spotify. Tell some friends, smash like, sub to the channel, and use RunTheSims.com free now, up and through the Super Bowl. So run all your projections. All right, get it out of your system now for the XFL and USFL start where we start really printing the money. And that's gonna cost you slash mayo to always get a discount, by the way, at RuntheSims.com. I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time.
4: Experience. Experience.